Whoa! Where the fuck's Lydia? Welcome back to another episode of Dragons and Dreadforce. I got you. I got you, though. The ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. We are back. I'm your host, Justin. It's really good to see you guys. I mean, hear you guys. I mean, talk to you guys. What are you doing? (laughs) He's your host, Justin. I was just seeing if I could get away with it. You cannot. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) There. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Dragons and Dreadforts, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. I am your host, Justin. <laughs> what are you doing? The idiot is Nick. I'm getting the script ready. Remember when you asked if I was ready? Mm-hmm. And I know you never I are. Wasn't, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was born ready. You're never ready. Ever. Oh, why does it say the pointy end? It's not the pointy end. No, it's, uh, it's uh, the mountain, mountain and the viper. viper. I know. I seen it. Um, seen it again. Keith's here. Hi, it's me. Lydia is not. Damn it, Lydia. I hope she's not quitting. She said she wasn't, but I don't believe her. I know she said that, but she's a liar. It's two weeks in a row. She's not after, here to defend herself. After a month off. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Because you were out two weeks. Yeah. It wasn't really a month. It's a month for her now. Those mm-hmm. weekos. Wish we could just take a month off. I mean, we can. No, we can't. We have a we have people to to talk to. Last time I took time off, these people, mm. it was it was miserable. Yeah, you weren't you weren't doing too hot, were you? Yeah, no, you, you did the bad take time off. Yeah, and I didn't feel great last week either, but I didn't have COVID, so I guess that's what's important. Mm. Well, Dude, I don't you, feel great this week, so phenomenal. Do you yeah. remember that UFC like fight night that? No, which uh, one? Right after I got done with having COVID, and I I hit the hookah oh, and like yeah. couldn't see oh yeah because my yeah. head hurt you so bad had to go home i fucking left yeah I i've never seen you leave anything early no no it's not not me man but i i mean i commend you for making it through last week because it was it sucks coming back from the vid yes yeah, i'm a fave um now you, i'm ready do you have apology corner um no i don't think so I listened back. I don't think uh, I don't think so. There was a time at the very end of the episode that me and Keith cut you off and you got really pissy about it, and uh, you didn't mention it. I didn't get but pissy. you made us do this the scene. I was so, feeling horrible. No, you got pissy. I promise you, I was happy to have an excuse to not talk. Okay, play it back. Um, but either way, whether you're pissy or not, I'm I'll get pissy sorry. about this though. <laughs> you want pissy? I'll show you pissy. I was just happy last week to have an opportunity to sit in silence because I still felt like shit. Um, I'm feeling like mostly better this week. Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm probably like 95%. Oh, well. Which is good. But it's been a month since I first got it. So I wish I was back to normal fully. I still get fatigued by the end of the day, more so than normal. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that's <laughs> that might also be depression because I got that. It is. Uh, it, that's why I said more so than normal. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, this is just like, uh, extra fatigue, which is real fun. Mm -hmm. I, I know what it feels like to be old though. I'm not. Yes. Like old people go to bed at eight. Mm -hmm. I'm tired by eight every night. Um, 
I've I've been wanting to watch Vikings and it's I'm I'm like crawling through it because I can't stay up super late and watch like I normally would. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's too bad. When you're almost thirty? I'll be thirty soon. Yeah, man. So it takes a down. Were you gonna say next month and then you decided not to say next month? Yeah. You know it is next month, right? I know. Okay. I wasn't gonna say it for that reason. Oh, okay. I just didn't want anybody to say anything about it next month. Oh. Oh, we're gonna Oh. I cancel the plans. I just don't I'm not a big birthday person. Totally okay with not I know you having people jump on my back that are not living anymore. I don't know if that's what happens. That's what happens. I hope so. Dead people jumped on your back? Dead people. Ghosts. God, spirits. If, what if we have like a wild experience? Like uh, Frank shows up? I might die. You know how happy I would be? I might die. It would. <laughs> oh my God. I would. I'm getting excited Literally just thinking about death. it. You know, like well, what all of the people who saw the basilisk, basilisk look like? Mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to look. Just petrified. Wait, will you be actually petrified or will you see them through glass? Um, yeah, I thought that was. Bullshit, but uh, well, they didn't want to kill kids. It wasn't bullshit. It all no. it all checked out. Nobody looked it in the eye. Oh, that's true. They explained it all at the end. I'm mm-hmm. kidding. I fucking know. I can't. The water. The, the mirror, water. The, the, camera, the camera. The yeah. ghost. Through the ghost. Okay. The cat. Yeah, but why didn't they just kill him? Game of Thrones. Kill everybody. Uh, well, you're thinking about a different. Yeah. Uh, world. See, Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones. The new uh, Harry Potter movie looks good. Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. Like, they're focusing on Dumbledore. No, just it I do love like visually looks good. Mm. Part of the challenge about you every week. <laughs> thank you. Part of the challenge for me with the Harry Potter movies is that they were made earlier than I think that special effects were ready for them. Mm. And don't same you think thing. We're always going to say that though. I mean, I don't say that about Jurassic Park. No, but that was different. Like that, they did they did that well. Harry Potter, they're shooting invisible shit. Right. Like, there's no way to with like nine year olds. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think the movies that they're making now will. I don't know if I've seen this. Seen what? Like the is there a trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It looks good. I saw the trailer when I went to see the Batman. You usually step out for those. Um, only if it's like stuff that I, if I know they're going to play things, I'm really excited to watch. So like I stepped out when we saw Dune. Right. Because I knew they were going to show the Spider-Man trailer. Right. I stepped out when I saw Spider-Man because I knew they were going to show the Batman trailer. So only if I know that there's something I really want to see coming up, then I don't. But if, if there's not anything like specifically that I'm trying to avoid, then I'll sit through them. I will say I felt like they did a good job with the Batman trailers. I, I never saw him. What was y'all's take on Robert Pattinson? I thought the movie was excellent. Mm-hmm. 9.5. Um, wow. I thought his Batman is good. Maybe the best Batman. It's up there. His Bruce Wayne was different. Not as good as his Batman was. I can but, see that. But still fine. Like it was yeah. still fine. It was just very different. The whole tone of the movie was entirely different than any Batman movie that we've had so far. No spoilers, but how did they explain the whole like coming back to life after Voldemort killed him in the graveyard? They they're gonna in the second one in the sequel. Oh, they're, they're gonna, gonna explain get, it. It's like, a, yeah, once when we get Flashpoint and we see the different realities, this is the one where he actually defeated Voldemort. Oh, gotcha, man! Yeah, I okay. thought I thought like Batman has to be one of the hardest roles to take on as an actor. Because there's so much source material. Right. There's so many people who've done it. 
You've got. Did you have you played Batman? No, I'm saying you gotta play. To your point, you gotta play two characters. You have to play two characters. You also have Adam West, who's a phenomenal Batman. You've got uh, George Clooney. You've got Michael Keaton. You've got Val Kilmer, uh, Christian Bale. Then you've got the animated stuff. Yeah. Like Kevin Conroy is my Batman forever. He's the he's the best one. Yeah. Um, Batman the animated series. There there will never be anything Batman that touches it. It's it's legendary. Nice. Um, and Will Friedle as Batman. Yeah. And he's good too. And Mark Hamill's Joker. It's he is Joker. Him like that's when I think of Joker. That's the first place my mind goes. Then Heath Ledger, the who killed ten out of ten performance. Yep. Um, what was when was Mark Hamill Joker in well, Batman in animated, animated, series. animated series? Oh, okay. But okay, have you ever played any of the Arkham games? Mm-mm. No. So you should because they're good. I'm not really a video game guy. I mean, I appreciate it, but that's like fair. it's just not something I am able to. I, I want to spend my time like on him. That's sad. I know. Because I love Batman. Mm. I didn't like the games. Um, but overall, I thought it was... It, I mean, it's hard to compare because they're so... And uh, I forgot Ben Affleck. He played Batman too for a second. I didn't forget. He didn't um, play Batman ever. <laughs> uh, I hated his Batman. Yeah. Just horrible. His Bruce Wayne was fine because he's a good actor. Like, he, If you're Ben yeah. Affleck, go ahead and call in and tell them both. To oh, by themselves. the way, we actually have an issue with that. Oh. The I saw that the hotline expired. We got too many voicemails, and they said we got to shut this shit down. Negative. We didn't get enough action on it, so it, so expired. it expired. So we have to. God damn it, guys! Call in. I know. What the fuck? I'm pretty bummed. Just because I made fun of one person doesn't mean that, that literally killed it. I we never got another call. I'm so sorry. Um, Jordan has that much sway, but yeah, apparently, yeah. I, I I loved the the tone of the movie. Yeah, I loved it. Like it was it was everything I want Batman to be. The the supporting characters were great. The villains were great. Like it was just, it was so good. Good. I'm glad the Batmobile because it had a lot of hype. A lot of it also had a lot of people like questioning it because of Pattinson. Sure. And I thought he did great. I thought he did as good as you can do because I mean you're up against some some of the best portrayals of superhero characters yeah i'm sure you had to think about that a lot like do i even want to play this part because it'd be it's not easy and yeah also obviously you're always being compared to some really great actors mm. he nailed it um <clears throat> one of my favorite things that i've seen is uh he was shooting a chris nolan film when he auditioned for the batman and he lied to chris nolan about leaving set one day told him he had a family emergency because he was nervous to tell him that he was auditioning for the Batman. Because like Chris Nolan made arguably some of the best superhero movies ever made. What movie yeah. was that? I don't know the movie that they were filming. Mm. Um, but yeah, but Chris Nolan's The Dark Knight series is is the best Batman is series. It, it probably was Tenant, yeah. Because I was trying to think of the last Chris Nolan film. Is that that Robert? His Pattinson is the is Dark Knight and, and you know Batman like Begins, yeah. Dark Knight, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, that's a good one. The Christian Bale ones, yeah. Right. And so, but so when Pattinson was going to audition, it was while he was filming another Chris Nolan movie. Yeah, I would think I would think someone who's directed those films would be the would would understand. But then again, I'm not in show business. I also have never he, met Chris Nolan. Afterwards, Chris Nolan came out and was like. Pattinson's a phenomenal pick. Oh, I and, thought you were gonna say Pattinson's a fuck. No, and, and Christian Bale, like they have an interview when when uh Pattinson first got cast, 
and uh, you know he was asked the question. And I've always kind of heard that Chris uh, that Christian Bale's kind of a kind of a douche. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, but this interview, he was like very supportive. Very, he spoke very highly of Pattinson and was like, "Hey, listen, you're gonna get a lot of people giving you their opinion and telling you how they think you should play the role, and you're gonna get a lot of naysayers. Ignore them all." He's a great actor. Like he, he's a great cast. Like mm-hmm. good job, bud. Like, like I, I wish you the best of luck. I thought, it, I thought, I just thought it was good, especially yeah, after good him. hearing that Christian Bale was always kind of a douchebag. Um, but yeah, great movie, phenomenal. Well, I good. Would highly recommend. Nine and a half enjoyed. bats out of ten. I've, I have heard that from lots of people. That I've not heard seen. anyone say it was bad. Yet. Right. That's what I'm. Yeah. Um, I got an eight out of ten. That was probably the lowest one. Yeah, which is which still great. Some people have different scales. You know, yeah, and I, and not everyone loves Batman either. Like I love Batman, yeah. Um, so I'm pretty much excited. Like I'll watch anything Batman, but I actually really loved this one. I didn't love Affleck, um, but yeah, very good. Can't wait for. I mean, this is spinning a whole universe, mm-hmm. so I'm excited about the 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 um, Penguin show, the Arkham show, Batman two. Like it's gonna be cool. Um, all that to say, welcome to Game of Thrones. I don't know how we tie it back in. I just wanted to know. I mean, I think that um, our listeners also enjoy hearing you guys give your opinions on other things besides Game of Thrones. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones for the next two hours, so might as well have a little bit of Batman in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I am really trying not to get to the whole. I know Oberyn, <clears throat> you know, yeah, taking his eyes off the ball, man. He got a shot. Tyler Blumenthal that shit. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, all right. I hit in the face with a baseball. That's what in Justin's childhood. And uh, Nick won't shut up about it. I won't because he wasn't looking. Apparently, it's not. He was looking right at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. So there are two things in this show that I would like to have seen differently in the entire series. Uh, well, there's more than two, but the two things that we've seen so far. Ned, just fucking leave King's Landing. Don't. Go with don't go with uh, Baelish to the brothel. Don't stay and try to figure out what was John Aaron's last place he fucking you know went. We've talked fucking about it leave King's it, Landing. It had to happen for the show to unfold. I get that. Two it would have been widely oh, like two, a wildly different show. Stab the mountain in the heart. Walk away. He dies laying right there. Not the heart, the head. He already stabbed. But I'm saying he already stabbed him in the heart. Like yeah. he jumped on him and stabbed him, and he was dying. That motherfucker was dead. He was dying. And he was fine. He had all that armor on. I don't think so. He was dying. And you just walk away and you say, you killed her, you raped her, you you, uh, well, you, you murdered her, you raped her, you killed her children. And then walk away, give Ilaria Sand a, a kiss, give Tyrion a high five. And the birds, yeah, tie and ma- the mountain's dead. No big deal. Or then throw but the spirit tie in there. And do that. God damn it, Oberyn. It was worked up, bud. Are we gonna? Do we want to talk about this right now? No, no, I just not really. But Nick, no. Nick, sorry, we'll get to it. We have a whole show to get through. I'm worried you're going to be tired by that point, and I'm it's going gonna to be yeah, for sure. So, anyways, and especially right. the longer we talk about it now, the more likely I will be exhausted later. Um. All right. So, the Mountain and the Viper season four episode eight was released on May twenty fifth, twenty fourteen. It was written by D and D and directed by Alex Graves. We open in Molestown. Ugh. It was disgusting. I just, it was so gross. The people, the environment, the burping. 
the the foul language. It was just ugh. No, thank you. Yuck. I would spend zero seconds in Molestown. That's fair. Um, but what if you were on the Night's Watch, and that was the only women you could ever see? I mean, I would be fine. <laughs> I promise you. Still saying no. <laughs> Still saying no. I'd rather do the men. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather. They be... got some good-looking dudes at the Night's Watch. Have you seen Jon Snow? I have. He and you're going to Molestown? <laughs> he can get it. He's right here in the castle. I ain't gotta gotcha. go nowhere. Yeah. Um. Anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know how to like. <laughs> Go on from that. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so believable. I know that's. Uh, I am kidding. <clears throat> I don't want to fuck Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, so Molestown, Yeah. So there. This is a long intro scene to get us to. Really, the important part was the the raid. So we go from the conversation at the table or the whole shenanigans at the table to the scene with Gilly where the baby's keeping the the business owner up nice and she's like threatening the child and Gilly's like you won't touch her or whatever I'm so glad that lady died I just it was it was a long slow scene yeah and then we start hearing the owls which wasn't actually owls which Um, was cool to see Gilly be like hold on a second whoa yeah that's not right and the lady was like, it's just an owl, you dumb bitch. And she said, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. And the girl was like, excuse me? <laughs> um, yeah. So then the raid happens. The th- The music that they play when the Thins are on screen, so cool. Yeah. It's just always so cool. Um, Tormund is a big guy. We've seen him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He looks small compared to that Thin. There was a shot where they're like standing near each other or walking kind of away from the camera. And I just was like in in awe of how big he was because Tormund is a big character. Like he's a big guy. You know, is he a big guy? I mean, I, I wouldn't mind looking this up because um fuck. You haven't seen damn it. In what? No, I'm not I don't want to spoil it. It's a show that He's also in. What, The Witcher? Oh, we already talked about this? I No, I, I heard that he's in The Witcher. Oh, okay. He's six foot. See, that's that's like me and you. I think they just, I think they shoot him Yeah, they large. probably shoot him tall. Yeah. Because in The Witcher, he's not very, he's, he's like a pretty normal sized guy. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they just shoot him large. And so uh, maybe that shot, you know, wasn't. And obviously, the but the thin guy is gigantic. Um, I don't, he's gotta be like probably six, four, six, five anyways. Um, so yeah, that's interesting that we just found out that he's not that big. Sorry. Spoiler alert, Keith. I'm keep talking. I'm looking, I'll pay for it. Dang it. (laughs) Um, they did. So the thin guy slit someone's throat. I I don't want to say the thin guy, but like, I think they, I think they call him like the Magnar of thin. Um, he slit a guy's throat next to the well. Mm-hmm. Which totally just like made that well undrinkable because <laughs> it's got blood in it now. Well, it depends on how much blood, and it's Molestown, so I don't know if they care. Six five. <laughs> what did I say? Six four, six five. Yeah, he hey, looks Dubs. familiar. He does. He looks different without the uh, head scars. Oh yeah, I don't know where I know him from, but he's he looks very familiar. Do you have his uh, his resume there? 
I can look it up. Ho ho! Looking at some spicy Hot. picks of him. Spicy picks. Um, let's look and see. Again, a reason not to go to Molestown. He's from Moscow. Mm. He was in Tenant. Gonna be an issue. He was in the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh. Tenant was a new one, right? Newer. It just came out like a it was years a Chris Nolan movie that came out uh, right towards the end of the lockdown stuff, right? Yeah, he, it was like I think yeah. it was the first movie that came out like after in like in like theaters. Yeah, after all of it. Um, interesting. I wouldn't know him from Tenet though because I still haven't seen it, which is weird. The Duelist, Transporter Refueled, Game of Thrones. We've seen that one. Oh, he's in Game of Thrones. Interesting. He's not really been in anything that I've seen. These are all Russian movies. You don't watch a lot of Russian movies. I don't typically, especially now. Weird. I'll never watch a Russian movie again. Um. Yeah, I don't know. He's not. He's not been in anything that I would because uh, I haven't seen Tenet, and I don't know how big his role was. Um. So anyway, he's six five, so he is big. But but the actor who plays Tormund is smaller than I thought. Hmm. Um. Sorry to ruin that for you. It's okay. I'll just cry about it later. Um. <laughs> so the add, add it to the list. <laughs> add that one to the list. We get the we get the battle scene. Uh, you know they're ruthless. They're killing everybody. It's kind of badass, but like then we get to the scene with Gilly and Egret. Kind of sucks because these people didn't do anything. No, but they got to die. I guess so. Yeah, Egret comes in and just like laying waste to mostly women, unfortunately. Um, but then she does kill the. I think. That bitch. So her name Carol in the Baskin. script is Molestown Whore. <laughs> so that's who she killed. Um, yeah, she killed that bitch, Carol Baskin. Um, that was a really <laughs> pickup. So I was looking at the at the script. Yeah, and then she like she hears the baby coo, and so she kind of looks looks around, and she sees Gilly and the baby hiding very badly, pretty badly. She's behind a curtain. No, they're are they they're underground, they're in a cellar. They look mm. like they're just in a kitchen. Because when Gilly looks at the ceiling, there's blood dripping from the ceiling. So there had to be a second floor. I don't know if that was the top floor or if that was. I think just there was a the second floor, floor, but there is something to that though. Like I think it might be more in the books, but like Molestown is called Molestown for a reason. I think that it is like there are like underground. Part, uh, like a lot part, of buildings and yeah. stuff. Um, anyway, the the main crazy thing about that was there was so much blood pooling up in that like main hall that it was like dripping, dripping through the floorboards. The, yeah. Not really Gross. dripping, it was like pouring through the floorboards. It was awesome. Yeah. So uh Egret takes the high road and just looks at looks at Gilly and says, Shh. Which is good. I don't want to see more babies die. I didn't want to see the baby die. I would have been fine with Gilly dying. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just it's I a good just, compromise. I like it. Let's save the baby and kill the Deal. sacrifice the baby to the to the 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 yeah, walkers. walkers. They don't they, they, they don't, don't kill, kill them. them. Yeah, and that, maybe that'll appease them. Probably not. That's my fanfic of the night. Okay, little Sam becomes a White Walker, <laughs> White Walker baby, and then yeah. defeats the other White Walkers. Uh, or 
Plot what? twist, he comes back and kills Big Sam. Big Sam, that's what you can say. They meet on the field of battle. And this time Big Sam does not prevail. No, that mm. no, that's when Big Sam like talks him into being like a good White Walker, and then he helps defeat the rest of the White Walkers. Or he turns Big Sam into, into a White a Walker. Walker. I like I like this direction. All right, we'll start writing tonight. <laughs> we should have been the showrunners for a Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fuck these guys. This show would have been a wildly different. Speaking of which, I don't think we got who it was. D&D. We... Okay. He said it. Okay. Yep. D&D. Alex. And Alex Graves. Alex Graves, yeah. uh, returning director. Nice. Um. Yeah, so it, it was a cool fight scene. I I, I get it. Like, you, We definitely don't want to see dead babies, but also Gilly has carved out a role for herself. In that she keeps surviving, she keeps surviving unbelievable situations. Yeah, um, and that's it, it. Actually, leads us into the next scene, which is the Night's Watch crew. Uh, Sam is just distraught, and they're all trying to like do that half-assed convincing that she's probably fine. Like she probably, you know, maybe got out. Right. <laughs> like she escaped a White Walker. Yeah, I mean, Dollar said put it put it like in exactly what you're saying. Like she's escaped. Probably worse, like White Walker, Craster. But Sam was there for all of it. He was. He was there to protect. Not wasn't there Sam. this time. Little Sam. Little Sam. I want to be honest, though. Thanks for being honest. Being raided by a bunch of cannibals Oof. doesn't really seem like there's many things I could imagine are worse. Um, I get the point, but like... That's fair. I, I just... if If I'm making a list of things that are worse... Your dad slash husband raping you and you having to give birth and then give that kid away? That one's worse. Yeah. Other than that one thing, I can't think of anything worse, probably. It's a raid of White Walkers. I would rather, honestly rather face the White Walkers. Because they're not going to eat you? Um, no, because, they're turn you into because they're like dead monster things. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a chance I make it out. Cannibals look at me and see a meal. You know what I mean? Like, like they're like, mm, look at that juicy butt. Mm. Like, look at this. I'm gonna tear that. They up. want this. Tear that up. Tear that ass up. So, like, <clears throat> yeah, I just don't. Mm. I just don't think that the White Walker attack would be worse. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, because we've seen been through we've, a lot. we've seen them show mercy and not kill. You know, when Sam was hiding behind that rock, they the that one looked right at him and didn't do shit. Just kind of like kept going. So like. At least there's a chance that they're not going to kill you. We've not seen the Thins show mercy to anybody. No. So, I don't know. More fanfic. I said that was my only thing for the night, but apparently I'm just going to keep adding my own thoughts in the that's whole time. Fine. We can write our own new season. I think that's why we're here. I I would like... I, I wish that uh, it was as easy as, like, plopping on, and like, virtual reality goggles and creating my own world and, like, making the show how I wanted it to be. Well, maybe once Meta gets off the ground. I can't wait. Um... If it was literally any other company. <laughs> I don't even know. Is that Facebook? Facebook yeah. 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 Eh, whatever. I use all of Facebook's other stuff. Who cares? They've got every inf- every bit of information on me anyway. Great. Um, so, yeah. So, then they start talking some numbers. I love Ed. Yeah. He's so funny. He's good. So, they were talking about, we've got, you know, 105. And he's like, you're forgetting yeah. these three dead guys. <laughs> we're, it's 102. Um, they had basically the whole conversation was like, oh shit, they raided Molestown. We're next and we got to figure out a game plan. And that's when we realized like, 
100,000 versus 102. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd even take the 102 Night's Watch guys against that band of Wildlings that's on this side of the wall. Hell no. Much less both at the same time, potentially. With giants on the other side. right. I just, it does not feel like this is going to end well. Pip asked the question that everyone's thinking. How do 102 (laughs) people stop 100,000? Well... And that's when Dollar said, just (laughs) pours the drinks and says, well, whoever dies last... Be a good lad and burn the rest of us. Here's my thought. Well, then he's then he t- after right after that he says, you know, basically I've I've lived enough life. I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. And I felt that deeply. When yeah. I go, I hope there's not an afterlife. I hope that there's nothing. Mm-hmm. I just want to be gone. I just want to I don't drift want away into nothing. I want some kind of afterlife. I don't want this to be it. What if it's hell? Because I know you and I mean, there's some people that think you can never lose it. So. Hopefully that's true. We'll see. But did you ever really have it? Yeah, that's the that's the that's the follow up question. I think I had it. I'm not doubting you. I'm saying, oh, okay, like for other people, I think I had it. I, th- I may still have it. I don't know. I mean, who knows how it works? I don't know. That's Keith, the confusing you thing know? about it. Don't bring me into this, Pastor. <laughs> tell us. <clears throat> well, my children, <laughs> please don't do that. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Great. Can you explain the Trinity to me? I was going to say, can you explain that three in one thing? <laughs> uh, it's like a chord of three braids. Oh, perfect. But that, they're all separate. That helps. But they, they're all separate, but nope, don't finish that. I've sentence. been having an existential crisis recently because um, sometimes I'll push my tube of toothpaste and some of it comes out mm-hmm. and then I'll undo the tube and it'll all go back in. Right. And I'm like, That's wait. That's kind of like the Trinity. Wait a second. Bro, it's because you got to squeeze and then put onto your brush. But I was taught... In youth group, that once you once the toothpaste comes out, it can't go back in. Surprise! So I'm literally sitting there like these fuckers. Surprise! Surprise, <laughs> it motherfucker! Goes back in. It does go back in. The cupcake can be unlicked. <laughs> I need to lick cupcake probably. The, the I don't rose s- will get better. Yeah, I don't know. Man. You can revive. You can revive a dead yeah. plant. In Christ, I can do all things. My rose bush out here. Was dead, dead when I moved from the last place here. Yeah, and then I revived it. D E D dead. Took a lot of work, but you and did it, it. Looks rough now after the rain. It's so delicate. Yeah. Anytime it rains hard, all the petals get fucked. It's it sucks. It's like a kiss from a rose. Go Ooh. ahead, sing it. <laughs> Do you not know the words or? No, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> um, I know that specific <laughs> line. I don't know what comes at before or after. Then we go to... I know. Baby! <laughs> yeah, keep going. That's I'm all, waiting. That's all I got. Oh, man. As a single man, this next scene... One man. ...was my favorite of the whole series. Masande and Grey Worm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Creepy-ass motherfucker. <laughs> the whole scene is creepy. Sure. It's on screen. I can't not look. Keith, for those of you like you who don't know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. Masande was just naked. Well, because she was washing your clothes. What are you supposed to wear when you wash your clothes? Your clothes I, are being washed. I like. I put them in the washing machine wearing clothes, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> Never tried that. How it works. You get butt-ass naked. <laughs> yeah. Might as well throw these in there, too. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she's she's in the like you go to a laundromat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, sir, 
So you can't, you cannot do that. They're dirty. Honestly, that wouldn't be the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a laundromat. No, I saw two people fucking in a laundromat one time. What else are you gonna do for forty five minutes? It was awesome. It w- they were like dirty and gross. It was a laundromat, so of course. And you were like, well, it's on screen, so I can't not watch it. It was on screen. I can't. No, we were. Tra- I lived in Branson <laughs> at the time. I was attending. What a great place to live. I was. It was miserable. Uh, I was. Uh, we had a lot of fun. I take that back. We had a lot of fun. That's um, not the same as living in a crappy place. Well, we may, Branson wouldn't have been fun if I didn't go to right. school there and like make friends and just do shit that was not supposed to be done. Right. Like we just had. We made it fun. It was. It's not inherently fun. Um. But we had to do all of our laundry at the laundromat. So like once. Every few weeks, we would take all of our stuff to the laundromat and wash it. And usually on Sunday afternoon, and one day, there were just these two like gross people fucking in the back of the like like in the main room, but like but back you know at the end of the line. Okay, so they were trying to hide at least, not very well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they they didn't do it at the front door, right? But they yeah, it was it was. Not my favorite thing. What happens when the meth kicks in? It so the laundromat that I went to was in Hollister, which is the meth capital of Missouri. No oh, shit. Yeah, so just a guess. Probably was right on track. Um, is that what it says on the sign when you <laughs> drive Welcome into to the Hollister. City? Hollister. Meth, meth capital. capital of Everything smells like cologne, and it's the meth capital. Of <laughs> Population question mark. Oh man. Um. Yeah. It. It was. We're, so we're, I'm like doing laundry and trying to ignore what's happening. It was really hard. Look away. Don't I mean, it wasn't hard. It was hard. How long did it go on? Not super. Five minutes. Right. Good um, for him. But they didn't stop when we walked in. So hit it, hit yeah. it So we it. don't know how long it went on before that. That's true. Yeah. It was just a few minutes once I got there, but it was enough to be traumatized. <laughs> Nobody, you're, you're what's really did it for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really got him there. Did you see that one dude? <laughs> I did. I was hot back then. Yeah, you were. You yeah. That's well, you're was, hot now. Oh, thanks. That's what I was skinny. There's more you to love yeah. now. <laughs> That's a good take. Um, I wish everybody shared that sentiment, but they don't. They do. Um. So Grey Worm is spying on Masande, and um, she notices him, and then like she she just stands. It's kind of weird because she just stands up, and then like w- like wait makes eye contact with him for a moment a few moments and then and then covers like if i'm never naked but like if there was a scenario where i thought somebody was about to see me naked i would immediately cover as quickly as i could <laughs> yeah but you don't look like Masante. <laughs> that's true there's a country song that's uh couldn't help but notice oh, me oh god i me noticing you noticing me noticing you <laughs> That's confusing. Playing during this entire uh, ordeal. It just it what you just tried to do yeah. made me think about I didn't that. Try to do it. About I that. Did it. Is it Trace Atkins has a song? Let's talk about me. Yeah. That I know that's not no, the song, um, but that's what it made me think uh, of when you're like talk about Toby Keith. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I know my country music. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, you knew the song. I knew the song. I I could name five country artists. No, I can name six. But do it. <laughs> Uh, Garth Brooks, one, one. Trace Adkins, two. What's the one that you just said? Nope. Uh, Kenny Chesney, three. You like Kenny Chesney? Darius Rucker, nice. four. Um, Taylor Swift. You got it. 
But eh, she's a pop artist now. That, she was country. Half, she was country. Okay. Uh, what's the guy who does the cool rappy country? Yeah. Sam Smith. No, Sam Hunt. Yeah, there you go. Getting divorced. Tim McGraw. Sep, that's go, seven. That's seven. Faith well, Hill. They go to hand in hand. Dolly, oh. Dolly Parton? Yeah, there you go. Eight. Yep. That's eight. Toby Good Keith. job. I said Toby Keith, I think. No, you didn't. No, that you was tried the one that to I, say Toby I Keith. said oh. you, you skipped it. Nine. There you go, guys. Good job. You heard it here first. Uh, That's who uh, uh, Justin knows. I think he can keep going, singers. too. I think he keep going. I don't think that I could. Shania Twain. <laughs> Shania Twain. Ten. I've heard of her. Um, Kid Rock, maybe. Ugh. I thought he was like Rocky. Yeah, no, that, that's the name. Kid Country. Kid <laughs> yeah, Country. He's more Rocky. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> this John Denver's really full of shit. Um, George Strait. There you go. George Gay. King. The king. <laughs> we have both. Uh, George Strait is the king. I'm trying Most to number one. think of more. To me, Garth Brooks is the best. But what's Garth Brooks's uh, alter ego? I can't. I can never remember. But um, wait, he has an alter ego for real? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He like, I think it's like his actual name. Anyways, his name isn't actually Garth. God, I'm trying to think of more. I cannot. I. Oh, um, Florida Georgia Line. Good. Okay, we can. Well, you've proved your point. Lady Annabella. Uncle Cracker. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, he does the Kenny Chesney song. He does the um, okay. uh, Sunshine. Yeah. When the sun goes down. Little Nas. When X. sun goes down. Little Nas X. Little Nas X. Oh, what's the guy? Uh, Billy, uh, Billy Ray, Ray Cyrus. Uh, Cyrus. Miley Look Cyrus. at me. Both of you guys. We Damn, we're, we we're doing we're doing good. Know too much about country. whoever was listening before is gone now. <laughs> we're we're good at country music. We'll yeah, cut it we've out. whittled you down to our true fans. <laughs> I am. Yeah, uh, right. We are we are good at country music. If you're still here, good for you. I'm sorry again. <laughs> you made it. Who's your favorite country artist? I love Zach Brown Band. Zach um, Brown Band. How did I forget them? I've seen them in yeah. concert. Uh, but I would put them in a different, in kind of a you know in between category. I also love Eric Church, big fan of Eric. I've Church. heard that name, but take yeah. me to church. Never would have named it. Not, so they all say. I think that's Hozier. Isn't nope. he dead? I don't know, but that's that's what Nick says when he's Eric like, church? "What concert do you want to go to?" Oh, the Hozier guy. Oh, I don't know. Take me to church. She wore a shirt one time that was Hozier. I could be very wrong about that. I don't know. We'll have to ask Lydia when she comes back. Never. Okay. Um. All right. So that scene then fades into the scene with Danny and Masande. You can pick up at any time you want. I know you got the script there. Okay. Yeah. So Danny and Masande are talking about that, and Danny's like, "Well, it's okay because you know we all know that they don't really want anything anyways, and aren't actually interested in what we have to offer." Wink, wink. Um, Which and- leads Lauren and I to the conversation that then Danny and Masande. Right. Sunday have the second question that everyone's asking themselves, um, which is, do, well, Miss first of all, Masande says that he was interested. Believe me, <laughs> like she doesn't have to believe me, but it's, it's there. Yeah. I mean, it, I feel like if I looked like she looked, I would be fairly confident that everyone's interested. Fair enough. You know what I mean? She like, doesn't seem like an overly confident. No, she doesn't. But though. when it comes up in conversation, like, I don't know if that person was interested. Yeah. He was. Well, but you said <laughs> she me. like covered herself slowly is what you're saying. Like, I wonder if that was part of like, is he interested in? He no, I think, I think that it goes me. to the next scene with them where she's like, I'm glad you saw me. Mm. I think it was like a, I have to cover for decency's sake, mm. but like, like, like what are you going to do? Just stand there forever? Now? I'm going to let you get a good look first. <laughs> right. Right. Check this out. Check that out. Check this out. Boom. Yeah. Okay. That's it. 
That's her skin yeah. is flawless. She's a very, very the, uh, the tone of it, human being. the smoothness, like it's it's she has flawless skin. Masande or Chalissa? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, that's why I asked it. That's a really tough one. I see. I was gonna ask him if he's a serial killer because of the skin, right? Conversation. I'm gonna go. Man, this is tough. Okay. Wow. Wow. The country music artists were easier, apparently. <clears throat> I mean, let's be honest. I have stand zero chance with either of them. That's fair. But I don't think that's fair. If I had the pick, if I was king of Western the universe is. and I could pick, I'd pick both. Well, you heard no, it here I, I'd pick Masande. Wow. Wow. After all that Talissa love, she's perfect. Threw her away. Um, yeah, I didn't throw her away. Is it just because she's dead? Trust me, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> um, yes. What is she gonna, what good is she gonna do me now? She's dead. She has a knife through her belly. Ooh. Ouch. R.I.P. Yep. Um, yeah, I would say Masande. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Justin could also hates be, Talissa. It could also be like the... Justin was happy that she was stabbed. Like, I, oh, God. Right? Justin basically stabbed her himself. Jesus. Right? Had the popcorn out and All everything. All right. Yeah, this oh is my, my favorite God. scene. <laughs> this shit has gotten out of control. Do you want to continue or <laughs> yes. do you want me to? I was saying that. Like, that she said, oh, believe me, he was interested. And oh, it led yes. us to the second most popular question in Game of Thrones. The first being, how do 100 men defeat 100,000? Uh, the second one being, do they take... The twig and the berries when they castrate, when they cut the, the pillar and stones. Yeah, she used this pillar and stones. I like twig and berries. Wait, can we go back? I'm sorry. Sure. Are we Always. Talking about Talissa some more? No. Okay. Uh, I do want to know your predictions. Me. For this Castle Black standoff that is coming this way quickly. It ain't going to go well. You think that they're going to. Prevail? Who's they? Well, I guess I want to know who you think is going to prevail. Um, I'm going to guess that it's very bad at the beginning, and they don't win, but John at least gets out. Okay. You think everybody else dies? I think a lot of them die, and I think it's mostly what's his name's fault. Sam. Alistair Thorne. Alistair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck Alistair Thorne. That dumb motherfucker. Yeah, and I think he gets killed by a giant. Mm. Ooh. Oh, that would be poetic. Right. I'm excited to see Janice Slint actually have to fight somebody. Oh, he won't. He'll like fall off the wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Whoa! awesome. <laughs> um, okay. I, I choose Talissa. Oh. Oh. I can't. I just. Wow. I've, oh. sat, I've felt Fuck weird. Masande. I felt weird about my decision when I said it. Masande's excellent and beautiful and smart and kind, but. It's Talissa. Got to go with your gut, man. As as beautiful as I think Talissa is, I'm going with Sunday. Yeah, I, I it's Talissa. If you me. can't be wrong, no, you can't. I just Talissa made Rob so happy, and that is beautiful to me. All right. Well, maybe go yeah. Rome or be Apparently, so Masande's not a good person on the inside. Is that what you're saying? No, we just haven't seen her bring like tons of joy. She seems a lot more serious. Yeah, well, slavery will do that to you. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not, <laughs> but I'm just like, you know, Talissa had this like lightheartedness that I really. 
Yeah, one grew up a noble, <laughs> like a noble. In you Atlantis. ask me a question and then you're going to shit on me? Yes, because your reasoning Have is Have you flawed. listened to this podcast before? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> That's I why we no longer have a voicemail line. <laughs> I listen to it while we do it, and then I listen to it when I edit it, and then sometimes, because I hate myself, I listen to it <laughs> a, third a third time for fun. Nice. For the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um no, I, yeah, that's fine, man. I that makes more sense. I was actually very surprised that you went on Sunday the first time. I think that she's stunning, like she's beautiful. But I've the we haven't seen enough of her personality, and Talissa, we like she has a personality that's like flawless. It's it's amazing. Like, and I love that. All right, Keith, your turn. Do they take the pillar and stones or not? I mean, I hope it's just the stones. Okay. Because taking the pillar makes life difficult. Yeah, how are you going to pee? Let's be honest. That's what I've been thinking with Theon this whole time. You just pee out of your nub? Yeah. What if they don't give you a nub? It just like dribbles, I'm I'm sure. No, I bet it shoots like a... Oh, yeah, it's like a super soaker. Yeah. What super soakers were you using? (laughs) The grenade one. The one where you can twist the nozzle. Yeah. With the different... Like a garden hose. Or twist the nozzle with the different Or like your shower head that you can do like a wide one. Yeah, the garden hose is better, actually. Yeah. Okay. So like the the jet is with the shaft mm-hmm. and the urethra, right? And then the the sp- sp- like one that sprays like this. Yeah. I don't know what that one's called. Where Shower, it's like a wide shot. Shower, yeah. yeah. Whatever. That one is when it's cut off at the at the base, and you're just like, Dr- yeah. I don't know what you think. <laughs> you think learning so, so much. That is, that's. <laughs> That's an interesting. Uh, Can you look that up? Visual. I want your yeah. Google algorithm to be messed up. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Incognito. But also, wouldn't you just honestly? Wouldn't you just bleed out if they chopped off all of it? I mean, if they cut it off, they would have to like burn it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but then you can't cauterize. Pee. Right. Cauterize. Cauterize. That's, cauterize. So that's the Cauter. problem here. Cauterize. cauterize. It's got to be just they just take the balls. But I mean, they didn't with Theon. Yeah. So. If That's I may true. here, if I may, please. Maybe they maybe they repoke a <laughs> urethra. The reason why they do that is so that there's no other Yuck. things that you're thinking about other than like war. Right, but the balls hold your testosterone. Right, but my point is that like if you still have the pillar, if you still have the penis, it's I thank you for you're clarifying still what the able, pillar was. <laughs> right. You're still able to like actually have sex. And actually get erections and be attracted, you know, like all that kind of stuff. If you don't have either one, you have no no ability to do any of that. You know what I mean? I got this mouth. It's the it's the uh, the Ramsey thing where it's like a fam, phantom cock. <laughs> right. Um. So I I think it's both. You think that it's just the stones, or are you saying you hope that it's just the stones? I hope it's just the stones. What do you think, though? I'm also gonna. Th- Think it's just the stones. Okay. Okay. They take a cleaver and chop that shit straight off. We'll see if we ever get the answer to our uh big time question. Yep. Well, I hope so. The most important question. Yeah, this the, is the, uh, we asked the difficult the, uh, questions here. Hot sex scene between Grey Worm and Masande. That's how I'm hoping we find out. Oh like you said earlier. He's got his mouth. Oh. That's true. That's true, but like you don't get anything back. Like that sucks. You don't need to. I like to. She's got her mouth. Was she gonna like lick his nub? <laughs> his butthole, dude. We oh learned, the butthole. We, we learned that the oh that's right, bro. We There's learned that, that the male G spot is in the anus, dude. If your if your piss is like the super soaker, like opened all the way up, or the garden hose on the shower setting, what do you think 
the sploosh is. Same thing. <laughs> everywhere. Stickier. I don't know. If, oh, yuck. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Can we ask? Oh, that's right. Because they took it off. Right. Can we ask Man, a question? Man, sucks. <laughs> what led us to Googling the male G-spot that one night? What were we I think, doing? I think we know. We all we all. I know think you know what doing. it was. You had you a little really remember a little too much Baja Blast. You're looking to get Baja Blasted. I'm trying to get Baja Blasted. The problem is I cannot consume enough liquid quickly enough to make it happen. Like you can't drink enough to get I, drunk. Yeah, I have a hard time. Like not not because I have a high tolerance, but because I I milk everything. Like this has been open for three I have apples, Greg. Three hours. Oh, I was God. gonna say it, but <laughs> I was gonna let that one go. I gotcha. Do you do you know for real like why we were googling male G spot? No, I think I was. Uh, I think I saw somewhere. You saw a male G spot. Oh, we curious. It was like sex toys and shit. We were like wondering why. If you're not gay, like why would you do that? You know, like if you're gay, I, I get it. Like, but. I mean, yeah, but then, right. then you realize that like there are more there are more like nerve endings in the male in the prostate in the male prostate than there are in the clitoris, which is really insane. Um, and then that led us to that. So, and then we had to figure out where it was, like how you got there and shit. Honestly, I blacked out and I don't remember that part of the conversation. <laughs> I I asked a friend um, one day and he he told me how to get there. Do I know this friend? Yep. Can you tell me how to get? Um. Anyway, so that's to answer your question. There you go. That's how. That's why it would be important. All right. Um. <laughs> Welcome to our Game so of Thrones after, podcast. After and, and I'm going to be really honest. If Lady were here, I would not have indulged this conversation. Why? I don't know. Can she you apologize? This conversation. Can you apologize to her now, Lydia? I know you're listening, and. I want you to know that I'm very sorry for the last 15 minutes. You should be sorry that you won't talk about it in front of her. That's so and sexist. It's Lydia, really I want to ask up. if you're done. That's that benevolent sexism that we've been talking about for years. I'm sure. I can't get rid of it. Okay. Well. It's like that little bit of racism my grandpa can't get rid of. Oh. I was like, where are you going here, <laughs> bud? Not uh, me. Yeah, right. No, my grandpa just, he's like racist and he. Is just, it a little bit? Mm, yeah. It's more than a little. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like what he I was says thinking. the n word, but he grew up he with it. He says the n word. So yeah, he definitely says the n word yeah. in in public. That's where I first heard mine. At one, the worst member. time he ever said it was at the fair. fair. Like we were at the Sumner County Fair, and he was just like them over there, like but loud, right? And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> holy fuck! And uh, yeah, so great, grandpa. All right, racist grandparents. Those people, raise your hand if you have them. Those people vote. <laughs> Yep, they do. We all raised our hands, by the way. <laughs> we did all. Raise our hands. I'm gonna take my hand back down. Actually, though, I've never heard my grandparents be racist. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, got that going for you. I've only got one now, so okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the odds are a lot better. I think she's pretty good. When when they were all alive, they, none of them. Or do you were you did did you know them? Um, pretty sure they weren't. You know them well enough to know if they're racist. <laughs> yeah, they might have been old enough that, like you're saying, like. There's a little bit, but like I yeah. never heard I never heard them talk badly about. Maybe yeah. they were just good people. Anyone. Maybe maybe that was it. Like yeah. like Pima, yeah, was a good person. Yeah, I never heard her say like in like memory say anything that I remember being like particularly racist. But like she was born in a time when, right, it was very rare to find somebody who didn't have 
biases and even more prominent like racism around. Sure. So like she's an angel and she's perfect. See, in every that's way. what's so difficult about all this stuff. Like when people are like, Oh, you think it's bad now. You should have seen it then. Like, yeah, but like growth. That was not very far that was not very long ago. No, and and if you're unwilling to grow and use that as a crutch I, and as an excuse, I'm, that's when it's I'm really right. sad that I can't remember her name, but the little girl who was like the first like little five year old walking into the white school or whatever. Yeah. That lady's like fifty eight. Like yeah. she's not that old. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's insane. Um, but don't worry, we solved racism. Right? Yeah, it's over. It's dead. Um, anyways, and that's what frustrates me about the whole like, man, I'd really love a dollar eighty, you know, gas, uh, you know, dollar eighty a gallon gas and a and a mean tweet, you know, like talking about like that's what it was like under Trump or whatever. For and the like, record, eh. I would love a dollar eighty gas. Sure, but not but all like, the other things in my. But come not with it. the yeah, but like when you throw the me, quote unquote mean tweet in there, you're really minimizing like what those tweets were. They were horrible from, a- the, exactly. from the leader of our country. Exactly, and the things that were said behind those, and, and defending them, and continue in the in the continuous nature of them. Um, so don't do that shit. Don't defend it, by, or don't don't minimize it by throwing it in there with you know, hey, we wish gas prices were low. Also, like, the skyrocketing gas prices is the last month don't have anything to do with politics they have everything to do with like what's happening in the world right now right Right. well i agree and i mean i guess you could say they do a little bit but only in the fact of just like supply and demand happened and now we as america are like yeah covid's over so go back to work whereas like every other country's like "Eh, it's still here i think it's even the the skyrocket that happened Oh, where it yeah. jumped overnight was the Russia stuff. Yeah, that's that's pricing instability and just instability in the well, market. Well, yeah, in general. And, and because Europe gets the, gets a lot of its gas from Russia, and so like you get so now they're having to get it from other places, which means that our our prices that we were getting it at, they now it's supply and demand. So even though we didn't get a lot of gas from Russia, yeah, I think what eight percent or something it, yeah, like seven that. or eight. Um, you know, we are now having to compete with other other areas of the of the world that we weren't competing with before, right? Yep. From a prices standpoint. Also, it's like eight dollars, ten dollars a gallon there. I mean, I'm not saying it's not expensive. Well, I mean, here, yeah, I like, saw a tweet the other day that was like, "We've now gotten more expensive gas than it was at the end of the world," and uh, I am legend. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, maybe that was from you. I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't share it. Okay. I'm pretty sure I saved it though. I save a lot of memes. I bet. I haven't been posting. All right, so <laughs> that was your grandparents' are racist corner. Thanks for coming. Um and then got into gas prices somehow. Yeah, I, wish, I wish we wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> I haven't come. What? Huh? <laughs> All right. So after that, it's just Misande and Grey Worm. Grey Worm saying, "I'm sorry." Uh, he's got a lot of grammatical errors, but he's trying, which is great. Um, and then, uh, we find out that he's learned the word "precious," and she, he uses that to describe. Sunday, which is really sweet. It is really sweet. And she's like, hey, I didn't teach you that word. And he was like, yeah, Jorah taught me. And it was like, oh. And now he never will again. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, His own damn fault. Absolutely. That's Bernstein's fault. We talked we'll a long time ago about like why I didn't love Jorah. Mm-hmm. This is it. It's kind of it. This, this episode or... Just this big reveal. Oh, that he was spying? And like how he handled it too. Like by not talking or what he what he does. What today. he does in this episode. Okay. He's trying to like bully her into 
Like, don't let me talk to you. Yeah, let's talk to you alone. Like, Like, yeah, what are you going to say? No, I loved her response. Anyway, we'll get there. Yeah, we will get there. So from there, we jump back to Westeros, uh, and we are outside of Moat Kalen. Which we saw newly on the intro. Yep, yep. It was was thrown in on the intro. We're outside of Moat Kalen, and sorry, Moat Kalen. My bad. Uh, I didn't hear what you said differently. He said... Nothing. I, okay. Yeah, it was a it was a name instead of Kalen. Um, um and Ramsey is talking to Reek and describing like how he's how he's looking, which I thought was a really kind of an intuitive thing from Ramsey. He said, Ooh, Kraken, strong until you take him out of the water and they have no bones and they collapse under the weight of their own pride. Which makes me think there really are some Krakens in this Game of Thrones universe. Probably. That's badass. It would be badass. I want to see him. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, all There's the other lot. houses have like real. I know. Like birds and we haven't fucking seen a dire wolves and stags and lions. We haven't seen a lion. That's a good point. Either. We have not, but we know they. We it's a real like, animal. Yeah. Unless it's like an old. Dragons. We've seen dragons anymore. too. Yeah. Um, I want to see a crack and fight a dragon. Whoa. That would be cool. That would be cool. Why would they fight? They're on two totally separate, like... I can think of several reasons. <laughs> Do it. Danny's got to cross the sea at some point. Yeah, oh. like Kraken grabs a boat. Dragon fights a Kraken. Is the dragon able to do anything underwater? Like, I know they can kind of, like, we don't know. shoot through the water and shit, like a flying fish kind of thing. We have no clue. But the Kraken would come... But vice versa. Above the water. Like, the tentacles and stuff would come above the water. Yeah. And the dragon burns the boat down, too, and everyone dies. All right. More fanfic. We'll see what we, what happens. Um, so anyways, I thought that was very intuitive. Like, it, you know, the the um, Greyjoys or the people from the Iron Islanders, like as they get further away from the sea, they become more and more like useless, more and more useless, more and more uh, like, you know, weak. <clears throat> and that's a very intuitive thing. Like, hey, you think they would know that, that their power comes from the sea. So coming inland, you're going to you they uh Collapse on the way to their own pride, you know. So I thought that was good. Great job, Gordon. Yeah, right. So uh, Reek is going to basically play this part of Theon Greyjoy and go into Moat Kalen and try to reason with or, or you know, negotiate with the Iron Islanders that have taken Moat Kalen. So he's riding in through lots of fresh dead bodies, it seems. Yeah. What There's the hell happened there? Yeah. Well, it. I kind of got the vibe that like, there's been a battle, there's been like a some kind of ceasefire, whether it was like organized or not. So this is the Iron Islanders having like having uh, defended Moat Like people are trying to come back and take it, and they're just keep you know. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Ramsey's squad. Is, oh, interesting. They probably just been sieging it because he said he hasn't eaten in oh, however yeah. long. So they're just sitting out there, not letting any food or anything get in. Yeah, they'll die inside by themselves, and you don't have to waste any men. There you go. So Theon comes in, and um, and they take him to what we can assume, and he says that he's the commander of this garrison. Uh, he, says, he says his name is Kenning, and um, and from there Theon's explaining, like, yeah, I'm you know Balon Greyjoy's last living son. Um, basically, you know, hey, the Boltons will let you live if you just give up the give up Moat Kalen and go back home. They're they're they've been merciful with me. They'll be merciful with you. We know that's not true. 
Um, and Kenning has a problem with that. Kenning says, like, this fucking whipped dog and, like, spits this disgusting... Disgusting, bloody... Blood phlegm Ugh. into his face. And we start to watch Theon crack. slash Reek crack. And he's starting to mutter, I'm Reek, I'm, I'm Reek. You know, it's kind of like an I am Groot moment. And he just can't say anything Except else. less cute. Not as cute, yep. Um, or funny. And he... He kind of gets saved because Kenning's like, "What? What do you say? Like, what are you muttering about?" And then all of a sudden, the, the guy behind him just buries an axe Which is awesome. in his head, and it's very Iron Islander. Like, I don't like what you're saying, so I'm going to kill you. Um, oh, we saw it happen to Theon. Yeah, back at Winterfell. Yeah, and they were talking, and he was like giving him the the like pep talk speech. Yeah. And uh, then he got whacked. What's his name? Wax him over the head. Yep. So Dagmar. Yes, that's him. So the other guy, like, obviously can't read because he says, like, "Hey, so if we leave, we de- we we live." Like, that's that's what it says here on this paper here, like these magic marks. And um, quick interruption. Yeah, alcohol corner, huh? Watermelon Mountain Dew hard seltzer. Kind of good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed the watermelon. I like this. All right. We'll take a little pit stop here. So Justin's drinking some Mountain Dew hard seltzer, brand new to uh, the world. To the world, And I've got a Leinenkugel Summer Shandy because it's been 95 degrees in Orlando Yuck. Um, this last week or so. So I'm going to treat it like summer, and I'm going to drink summer beer. I wouldn't expect anything less. There you go. Exactly. Um, the Baja Blast seltzer is still my favorite. Okay. I haven't had the cherry one yet. Um, I've had the cherry. It's okay. Uh, Mountain Dew Code Red's better. Yeah, Code Red's perfect. Code Red's very good. Um, so after Kenning gets a axe to the head, um, the guy says, "Okay, yeah, if we leave, you know, if we leave, we live." And then it cuts to that same guy, flayed, yeah. with his entire pectoral muscles and rib cage and everything like that showing and he's missing an eye and his skin is all gone and it's one of the most disgusting things i've ever seen it reminded me except it was worse but it made me think of because i'm watching vikings right now the oh, blood yeah. eagle when they blood eagle y'all borg um it made me think about that but this was worse yeah i mean absolutely i i think that it's well we i guess we do see the blood do you see the blood eagle not not the first one. There's yeah. one later in the show that you see more directly, but not quite to the extent of. No, you because the the concept of the blood eagle is they cut down your spine, yeah, and they rip apart your rib cage and yeah. they pull your lungs out and lift them and put them on your back, right? Because they're the wings of the eagle, right? Again, um, <laughs> and oh, so we it, they talk about what it is. I think they do that all while you're still alive as well. They do, oh, yeah, they do. Yarborg was definitely alive for it because they say if you don't scream, you'll make it to Valhalla. And so it's like, what? I'm fucking screaming. <laughs> yeah, I would never be in Valhalla. Like as soon as they chain you up. Yeah, right. That first incision mark, like, or like I hear something back yeah, there. No, like, ah! They're sharpening the knife and you're right. like, ah, no. <laughs> Haven't even done it yet. So that, that makes two religions that I wouldn't get into the... Yeah, the good, the, the good part of the afterlife for which one could you make it anything? Get into Valhalla if you died in battle. I would never be in battle. But what if they like roll up on your town? Would you hide? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. What? What kind of question is I would, that? I, I, not, I wouldn't hide. <laughs> I would run. 
I would hop on. I would steal somebody's horse and I'd be out of there. I mean, I'm not saying this Justin transported into Vikings. No, this Justin would be getting the fuck out of there. But like Justin raised by Vikings. I don't know. Uh, Justin's pretty wimpy. But you got the tattoos. Yeah, but it's all a facade. Oh, it's a show. Um, I am a pussy. Like Like, to the fullest extent of the word. I mean, I think if Lydia was here, she would say that they're pretty uh, strong. They're pretty. They push out a child. They're tough. Yeah. Yeah, but that's different. You're like, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not a vagina. Right. That's what Uh, we're not. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm a bitch. Um. Yeah. No. There's no way. I would. I'd be out of there so fast in any circumstance. Okay. I wouldn't make it to Valhalla. I wouldn't be dying in battle. I'd be. I'd die running away from the battle. Oh, that doesn't get. Yeah, it doesn't get you there. You don't get there. Um. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily have to go to hell. No, but I wouldn't go to Valhalla. Yeah. And I'm not going I mean, to Christian. Drink heaven, and so. feast with your fallen brethren. But I mean, they have other places that other than Valhalla and hell. Yeah, but Valhalla is the one. Well, in. Well, yeah. If you want to hang out with Odin, that'd be cool. And just yeah, like that's what every everyone wants, wants to end up in Valhalla, though. I mean, warriors do. The women aren't going to. I mean, unless they're women warriors. No, yeah, Lagertha is going to Valhalla, definitely. But like, that's the place to be. It's like if we were. I don't even know. Can't even think of an example. It's like if you were gonna bring pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love pizza. I'll eat pretty much right. any pizza. But if you're gonna bring like some like really good local spot mm-hmm. or like Little Caesars, I I will eat Little Caesars. Right. I don't want to eat Little Caesars. Right. It's not my my primary choice. I'll never choose to go there. But if you bring Little Caesars, I'll eat Little Caesars. So if I go to the second tier heaven, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I got in. Gotcha. But, but that's like, not where you want. I want Valhalla. Yeah, you want to hey, be at Matios. That's where the ladies are at, man. I want Matios. Correct. Right. There you go. That's where the ladies are at, though. Apparently, I'm trying to make except up for, for the shield maiden, Little Caesars. Yeah, yeah. Lagatha. I know Lagatha. I want to go wherever she's at. Amen. So the the last thing I wanted to point out in that scene is that at the end, like once once we see the flaying and like you know Reek and Ramsey are talking and. Um, you know, Ramsey's like, hey, you know, you didn't think I was actually going to let them go, did you? And he's like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> like, he says, can we go home now? And like, yes, I think we will go home. To, to our new home. To our new home. Where's the new home, Keith? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. That's I mean, I was thinking it was going to be the Dreadfort, but I don't know if we were at the Dreadfort already. I don't think that we were. We were. We were. Yeah. yeah but then, unless okay. it's Winterfell, because he's the Warden of the North now. And it's on the way, as I saw in the opening. Right. It's right up King's Road. There you go. King's Road, is that it? Yes. Yeah. I did it. Yeah, that's it. Well that's done. It. Thanks. So that's the last thing I wanted to bring to that scene. Yeah. To our new home. I think um, that's interesting. It is interesting. Um, and I'm excited to see, like... Winterfell not burning anymore. Well, it could mean... Because it could mean a lot of things. It could mean that. It could mean that Reek is now going to be treated differently. Um, so it's going to be a different experience for him. Right. Yeah. And I imagine it was because something along the lines of like, he knew he was going to get the Bolton last name. Well, his dad had told it like Ruza told him. Retake that, the moat for the family and we'll, I'll reconsider your position. Yeah. So he knew that was on the table. Mm. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of options here. Now he can be given as with Ruse being warden in the North, he could be given a hold fast of his own. Yeah. Cause he's, he's a natural born heir. You know, he can do that. Um, yeah, he can, there's a lot of options, but you know why 
Because I'm the president. That's my Hamilton reference for the for the night. Oh, thanks. I need to watch Hamilton again. It's been a while. You need to. Or just start listening to it. I like to watch it. Mm, okay. I like to listen to it, too. I like to do both. <laughs> yeah, I like to do both. You could do both. <laughs> I could. Um, so after that, we go to the Vale, uh, specifically the Erie. Um, and it's the conversation, I don't, Lord Royce, and I don't know the lady's name. Um, they don't really, I think they give in the subtitles. Let me see if it's in the script here. Um, I've got game. Lady Anya. Yeah, so said. Anya. Do we and, have the other guy's name? Uh, the third one? No. He says like one line, I think. Yeah, never given it. So, oh, wait, Sir Vance. Aha! There you go. Why yeah. have I heard that name before? I don't know. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> what kind of what kind of work you do, Bob? <laughs> um, so the three of them are talking to Littlefinger and um I don't they're like he's like on trial. They're grilling him. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's a weird scenario. Like she's just gone. They I mean they spell it out in the scene, but she's just gone. And it's suspicious. Like, you show up, and then you get married to her, and then she's gone. Like, bro. However, we did hear there's one witness, and he at first tries to play it off like, oh, she wouldn't be of any help. Scatterbrained. And then they're like, well, we'll figure it out for Let's ourselves. Let's see what she has to say. He's like, all right, I'll go fetch her. And they're like, actually, we don't want her testimony to be tainted by you, you dumb loser. Anytime you can use the word taint is Taints. It's great. Um, so the doors open and Sansa's there. I thought this was a really great scene from Sansa's standpoint because everything in her life has been out of her control up until this point. Like she's had no say in anything that's happened in her life. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I mean, it's not a ton of power. And she talks about later, like, what would they have done to me? You know, um, but she has a choice to to do whatever she wants here. And she spins a lie. It's mm. it's but it's a it's really it's the truth with a thread of dishonesty in it. Which right. are the best lies. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Just so you know. If you're ever trying to lie, do it with the truth. Do it with the truth. Let them lie for you. Right. Yeah, so she told the best kind of lie, according to Nick, which is mostly truth with some lie in it. Which is similar to Shay's testimony in the last episode. It was pretty truthful, um, except for that last little bit at the end. For all the bad stuff. Yeah, and that's kind of how this was, too. Like, it was pretty honest. But, you know, hey, props to Sansa for finally being able to lie. Hell, yeah. She finally did it, and I'm proud of her. People believed her. Um, She's grown up so fast. So there was a moment when, like, you know, Baelish at first is freaking out, and his face, when she starts telling her story, is like, Oh my God. I'm like, this is it for me. And then there's a moment where he catches on to what she's doing and his face, he's kind of in the background of the shot, but his face like lightens up mm-hmm. and he seems kind of excited. And then they, you know, she hugs, um, lady uh, Anya, lady Ari- Anya. Aria. That's right. Anya. Um, and she Anyang. like gives him the look and they, you know, we know like she did this pretty well. Like she got away with it. She knows that he knows that she knows that he knows. Exactly. Like that one country song by Trace Atkins. Yep. <laughs> it's not that. It's <laughs> you noticed me noticing you 
noticing me, noticing you. No, wait. I noticed you noticing me noticing you. That's what it is. And that's where our podcast ends. Right. Honestly, that was confusing. I did not follow. <laughs> so that last time, too. Um, well, that's how we got on the country trail. I really like this scene. Also, we see Sansa lie, like you said. And it's a really good lie. All that stuff. But remember what Baelish said to her in like season one, season two? She said, it was King's Landing, we're all liars here. And you're the worst one. Like everyone knows that you're like you're not telling the truth about right. Joffrey and all that kind of shit. Um this was really good. Yeah. And and I think obviously they share that moment of like, oh, you know, Baelish is like, okay, she's stepped this up a little bit and she kind of looks at him like, Yeah. Remember when remember me doing this for you, one. Two, I'm I'm I've gotten better. Yeah. I learned. Um, so after this scene, uh, we're still in the veil and, um, they're walking. They've, they've obviously decided that like little fingers, he's good. He's clear. Um, so now they're talking strategy. Like, okay, what, what's our game plan here? What, what's our next move? And he's saying like, well, first he's like, it's time for, you know, Robin to get in the game basically fly the nest. Yeah. Cause that's how he gets here. They're, they're like, what should we do? Who should we back? You know, Rob Stark's dead. You know, like what? And he's like, no, we back like Lord Robin, Lord of the Veil, um, which just seems almost as batshit crazy as breastfeeding your ten year old. Like, <laughs> it does. It's just absurd. Just back the breastfed ten year old. But it's the only move he has because he just skirted out of a really tight situation. Bingo. And he knows that he can probably manipulate Robin. And really rule through Robin. Or, Absolutely. Or if he, if Robin falls, I mean, ladies are breaking their necks all the time on horses. Hell yeah, they Maybe are. Robins can, and then he's the Lord of the Vale. Yep, that's true. Um, that would be super suspicious. Yeah, right. I think it would be very suspicious. I think that that would be like, it's like the the you know, widow that has had three husbands and they've all died under like suspicious circumstances. You're like. Yeah, but if he okay. orchestra, if he brings someone in else into the fold for this one, sort of like a Sir Dantos. Yeah, maybe. Like, and maybe he's with um, these three people. Yeah. And then something happens to Robin. Yeah. I was with you I mean, guys. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely possible. But I, I could have I, never. I think it's a lot to do with what you're saying, Jay. Like it, it's he knows that he can he can probably manipulate Robin, and it's an, a lot easier sell. And what better way to show that you're loyal? to the veil than saying we need to back the Lord of the veil. Yeah. Like we, yeah, like that's, that's a great, you know, like here's where my loyalties lie. Um, and it's time to, time to get him ready to follow. Like let's get yeah. him trained up. Let's get him ready. Yeah. He's been stuck here too long. Um, so I, I thought it was good cause it showed his like orchestration and his game plan. Um, and I think that that's like the value he really brings to the show is he's this character who against all odds, continues to find his way into powerful situations. And now he's effectively ruling the veil, which we've heard a co- about a couple of different times has been a pretty like big player throughout Westeros in the history there. Um, so anyway, good scene. Then we go back across the narrow sea and uh, it's the scene where Barristan is handed the letter 
from the little kid, and he's like, who sent this? And the kid turns it over, and you see the seal of the hand of the king. Ooh. Uh, which Barristan, obviously, I, I thought about at first. At first, I was confused. Like, wouldn't he have known? Were you confused because it looked like the Boy Scouts thing? No, no, no. I was confused oh. once he opened it and read it, and then he was, like, confused. Like because one. I was like, he was there when this was all happening, but then I forgot about the conversation he had with Jorah previously about, like, weren't you in the small council meetings? And he was like, no, nah, when Robert took over, he kind of, like, kicked me out. So then I was like, oh, shit, he, di- he didn't actually know about the inner workings and what no. was going on, even though he was the captain of the Kingsguard. Um, so that threw me off at first. At first, I was like, wait a second. Wouldn't he know? Wouldn't he have known? Yeah. Uh, so this wouldn't be a giant shock to him. But I th- then I put the pieces together that he... They had that conversation a few episodes ago right. where he explained to Jorah, like, no, once Robert like took over, he didn't really trust me because I was, you know, I served under... Mad King. Mad King. And, you know, uh, like, it makes sense. Um, so, yeah. Um, it, it was... It, it This led into what I think is a really interesting scene. And obviously changes a giant part of Danny's story. Mm-hmm. Like, Jorah's been with her since the first time we meet her. Um, and has been advising her. You know, she's called him her closest advisor, her closest friend. You know, he's helped her out of some pretty tight situations. Well, even last episode, we saw how much she values his yeah. like, wisdom and everything. And then it kind of all crumbles. Um, it it feels strange. It makes sense, but it feels strange that we've gotten f- almost four full seasons of this show, and she's just now finding out that this was a part of what happened. Mm. It it makes sense. Like, obviously, he wouldn't have volunteered that info. And then once Robert died, like, everything went to shambles. Uh, and all the plans and stuff, and Jorah's now fully, you know, on Team Danny, and he's stopped, you know, working with King's Landing, and but it just it it struck me as like, dang, she had like, she's so disconnected from the things happening in Westeros, uh, even people in Westeros. Like it was last episode that the Hound and Arya found out that Joffrey's dead. Joffrey's been dead for like a while. Oh, now. Wow, mm-hmm. um, like seven episodes. Yeah, so Long like for Tom and turn eighteen, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I think, I think knowing Danny, if Jorah had told her at some point, like throughout this, you know, trek across Slaver's Bay, hey, I I need to let you know, like the first time we ever encountered each other, I was actually, you know, spying for you know them, and then I realized that you were such a great leader, and you were who I wanted to be aligned with. Remember the wine merchant? Like I stopped him from from. You know, doing that because I I thought that that might be an assassination attempt. Like, I think he could have not necessarily spun it, but like, yeah, it would have no. Been he could have told her the truth. Would have been much better received from Danny. I mean, right. it it only. I think she reacted this way simply because it's such a large piece of information about someone so close to you, and you think you trust them, you think you know them, and then all of a sudden, this person's been lying to you was lying to you originally when y'all first met and then through not telling the truth been lying to you well and she does she does it because of the lying she doesn't know that he's not still working with correct yeah that's and that's the thing like you could he could have he could have shown her that part at any point and said look this is something i was given i that was the moment when i decided not to do not to do that anymore so um you know you just gotta 
it's uh i think that i think if you're harboring something out there in listener land tell them tell them don't let them find out on their own it's gonna be better i have a confession you i'm in love with a stripper <laughs> hmm. she rocking and rolling she yep. rocking that pole she i'm in love with the shape of you I'm in love with a stripper. So, well, that's cool. Um, I'm just kidding. I've never met a stripper that you know of on purpose. Um, yeah, never been to a strip club. You may hear the fan in the background, but we need it because it's hot in here. We're gonna fix it in a second. Um, sorry. There's look. It's background noise. We're yeah. not in a professional studio. We're in Nick's house that I live in. We are in a professional studio. You're right, homie. I'm professional. I we're, love a little dicky reference. We're professionals. Always. We're in a studio. This is the studio. Man, that shit was whack. <laughs> that song is so good. Well, I thought it had well, some... <laughs> some of us are professionals. Who's a professional? You? Sure. Me? Yeah. Nick? We don't know. Lydia? I got a new yes. contract, so fuck you guys. Did the new contract boot Lydia? Is that why she's not been here? Oh, shit. You probably it didn't might read have. it very well. Oh, no. Man... Oh, no. That's why she's not here. Is it because they texted it to you at 2 a.m.? I'm going on strike again, probably. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. I'll do it. Um. Okay. So, Barrison and Jor get in the conversation. Um, Jor's like, did you tell her? Barrison kind of digs in, but I like. I also appreciate he's like, um, he, he's basically like, I wanted to come to you man to man, not go behind your back. Um, uh, then... Jor says, let me just have a moment alone with her. And Barrison responds, you'll never be alone with her again. Then we get the shot of Jorah walking into the throne room. His face is very, like, nervous. I think that he's he doesn't really know how Danny's going to respond. He's seen her be ruthless um, and unforgiving, but he's also seen her be kind and gracious as well. And so I think that he's wondering which Danny he's about to get. Because obviously by this point, she knows. I I, I guess I I guess Barrison did end up telling her, even though he told Jorah he wasn't going to, because Danny knew right away. Like when Jorah walks in, Danny already knew. Well, I think maybe he was saying like, "I'm going to tell you before I tell her," not "You're going to tell her." Yeah, I think you're right. Um. Anyway. So they get into the conversation. Um, Danny holds nothing back on him, which I liked. Like, I liked that she was firm. You know, he tried to get a moment alone with her. This is the this is the part of Jor I didn't like. Mm. It's it's manipulative. Because um, he's, he's like, if I could just have a moment alone. And she's like, no. Like, whatever you got to say. Why would you need to talk about this alone? They, every, they already know the big secret. So, like, what because would you... Because he thinks... He can appeal to her gentle side right. and her forgiving side. And he knows that her advisors will advise her against it. So he knows that if he does, if he has to have this conversation in front of people, he stands no chance. Right. But that if, if he can get her alone, he can convince her. Yeah. Or something. That's totally true. I was more talking like, I was more saying it in like support of Danny of like, of course, like, why would you? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. No. Of course. Um, don't, don't fuck go yourself. To, don't go to a secondary location. Right, exactly. Always bad. I did love the line where she said, "Like you know, most most rulers would kill you, 
but I don't want you in my city dead or alive. Ooh. I was like, oof, that oof, she got That's a good that one. one. It was yeah. good. Um I, I like I like that she let him live mm-hmm. because she is thankful for all he's done to help her, but she also can't excuse treason. I mean, essentially, you know, like she's the ruler and he's gone behind her back and she doesn't know that he's not anymore because the inf- the only information she has is that he was and he's got a royal pardon from the previous well previous times too now but times two yeah do they know about Tommen? I don't think they do um, yet, right? We haven't heard them talk about Joffrey being dead. I don't no, know. I don't think, I think so. so. I, I think, think you're right. Barrison would be excited about it. Yeah. I don't remember a, a moment when they've learned that information. Um, and it took him a long time to learn that Robert was dead. Yeah. yeah. I honestly thought that letter was going to be from uh, Tywin to Barrison saying like, or someone from Barrison being like, hey, Joffrey's dead. You can come back. Mm. Oh, when they first handed Originally, it? Originally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been... Or the Boy Scouts, I guess. Well, that's the thing, man. The Yeah, the Hand of the King like emblem is... Real similar. I believe the Boy Scouts is three. Something like that. Is it you hold your thingy pinky? I don't know. I wasn't a Boy Scout. Oh, me neither. What do you you were you were a Boy Scout. I was a Wolf Scout. I was never a Boy Scout. They're not the same? Okay. I don't think so. I thought okay. Wolf Scout was just like, like a part of the Boy Scouts, like a level no like Eagle Scout kind Weren't of you shit. one of them? You were more than me. I was a Pathfinder. Ugh. Which is the Adventist? Maybe I was a Cub Scout. The Adventist know. version of because uh, those Boy Scouts are too are too uh, liberal. Yep, too secular. I don't know what the reasoning was, but it was actually kind of fun. Cool man. Except all the like cultness. <laughs> My mom would be so sad if she heard that. Your mom's still an Adventist. No, but she holds pretty tightly to like a lot of the traditions and beliefs that yeah, she people do with cults. She grew up in. Sure. Um and. Anytime that my siblings and I have ever joked about it being a cult, she gets a little bit upset. Well, that's not fun. Understandably. Really? That's not fun. It's not fun, no, but Come I, I get it. Because mm. we've got... It would be one thing if it was like just like a, a random joke. But we've got a lot of history, you know, mm. me and my mom. And so I think it's just hurtful. So anyway, I was a Pathfinder. We didn't have a cool symbol like the Boy Scouts. Well, they did. I just don't remember what it was, and it wasn't a hand holding up fingers. Right. So that's the thing. Like The Boy Scouts, I think, is three, and then the Hand it's of the King many. is four. Four fingers up. That's way too many. And your thumb in the hand. So. Yeah, this is a lot. This, I could tolerate. So anyway, it's, yeah, it was confusing. I was like, is this his popcorn order, or is this just, like, uh, who knows? But... Um, it wasn't. It was the Royal Oh, because the Boy Scouts sell popcorn. They sell popcorn. I not, couldn't figure out cookies. why. Yeah. yeah. I wish they sold cookies. Way, I would like to get cookies everyone wishes twice a year. Way Boy worse. Scouts wish they sold cookies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Nobody wants fucking popcorn. It's it's a harder sell. I want sure. Thin Mints. It's now, a harder if you could sell. give me Thin Mint popcorn, I might be able to get on board with that. Nah. I just want the Thin Mints. I mean, I would rather have Thin Mints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if I had to choose You know between, what you could do? You could take some popcorn and just toss it around some toothpaste and be done with it, man. You're an idiot. Do you not like Thin Mints because you think mint yeah. tastes like toothpaste? He does because he has a... I don't like the Thin Mints. The most unrefined palate of any human being. So do you not yeah, like the, I don't like, like mint chocolate chips, so it's unrefined palate. So like peppermint shakes from Chick-fil-A. 
Actually, I didn't like them for a long time, but I do like them because peppermint is a different because they're perfect flavor than like spearmint. You know what I mean? Uh, thin mints are not spearmint. What the fuck kind of mint is? Have it? you tasted food before? <laughs> like I said, point proven. No, I actually didn't like the peppermint milkshakes for a long time, and I do like them now. So it's maybe still like thin a little mints, bit much. No. no, that you've grown up into a big boy. Nah, and not just eating crustless PB and J's. First of all, I feel bullied fuck by the you girls for thinking that crustless PB and J's are not delicious. No, crustless crustables, uncrustables, yeah, delicious. They were great. Only eating uncrustables. Not I the best. also eat other things. I just uh-huh. don't like mint chocolate chip. Pizza man. rolls, chocolate milk. I don't milk. like. I did. I didn't. I used to like. We used to get those York peppermint patties. Oh hell yeah! See, I, and I was always like, I don't like these. And like my 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 family never believes me when I like when I say I don't like things. Like <laughs> you're lying. The last three times I've been back to see my family, they've made chili. You know what I hate? Chili. York peppermint patties. Three times in a row. We've had chili for dinner. Hey, you want to come over for dinner tomorrow? Right. Yeah, I know. But like, that's what I mean. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? You love chili. I'm I mean, like, it's your favorite. Mom, I've never fucking liked chili in my life. And and you have you make it every time I come back. Why the fuck would I come back? Hey, doesn't your dad <laughs> listen to this? No. He just is a Patreon supporter. Oh. Well, doesn't your brother listen? Yeah. Hey, Michael. Hey, he doesn't like, brother. I don't like chili. If you could tell Mom oh, that she Nick loves chili so much. Here's the thing. If you could get her to send make it some chili and send in the mail. It in a yeah dry oh ice my container, God, I'd be so happy. Here's the thing: my parents are beautiful, are great people, and they're very supportive. They just don't believe me when I say that I don't like things. So they would continue to buy the York peppermint patties, and I kept like would eat one bite and be like, I don't like this, and it's just a different one. That one too, like there's like white mint inside. It's like white inside. I mean, I'm Gross. not. I don't dislike them, but I don't choose them. Yeah. Oh, I'll grab them out of a bucket of candy. The only thing that the Thin Mints do have going for them is they have that hard cookie in there. Mm. That's good. I do like that. And they're very buttery. What? Yep. I like like lots of other uh, Girl Scout cookies, though. Have you tried? Did you have any of them this year? Nope. No. Didn't get Mm. a single one. I'm sorry. Me neither. I'm poor. I thought you got a box from Tom. You didn't get a box from Tom? Uh, The Thin Mints were gone. Oh, so you said, fuck it. If I can't, Thin Mints, I don't want anything. Thin Mints or die. Thin Mints or die, baby. They had like a kind of brownie one this year that was pretty good. Adventurefuls. Hmm. It was new. Mm. I, uh, I think I made some people mad when I posted uh, this meme that said, when did, them, when did those little bitches start selling those cookies again? <laughs> That's a good one. And I got a few people that were a little bit upset about that. Who? Just random. People that don't need to be... Well, just people that I don't care about their opinion anyway. Right, there you go. But uh, it was just funny to hear, of all the shit that I posted, that's the one that y'all have something to say about. (laughs) Did they, like, message you? Yeah. Oh, wow. They just started selling those cookies again. (laughs) One of them little bitches started selling those cookies again. It's like, it's like, it's like training them for... Small business ownership. Small business ownership. But not not the sex kind, the, the recreational drug use kind. It's more, yeah, it's more training them for... Door-to-door sales. I feel very bullied, though. Like, yeah, if, me too. If you ever go, I hate the, it. Like, I don't go to Publix anymore because um, I can't afford it. But they stand outside of Publix. So you shop with a more expensive grocery store. It's not more expensive. Okay, we'll compare. Five percent red card. Buy the same yeah. things. Okay. You text me your what you buy. Okay, deal. And I'll get Do all they, of them, and it'll be buy one get one free. They have the circle program. Nope. The circle jerk program. 
I'm yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, we do have that at Publix. <laughs> you got to start in the refrigerator. You got to go to Aldi, man. I do like Aldi, but this one is the one by your job is like empty. Well, there's another one in Claremont. It's a little bit further. Exactly. I don't want to go to Claremont. Which target are you going to? Winter Garden. Winter Garden. Mm. Huh? Uh, the Rolling Hills of Claremont. I also just I've also started recently started uh, ordering Kroger yeah. delivery. Cool. You get that here? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, because I grew up with Kroger. We went to Walmart, but Kroger's in Tennessee. The problem is there's just no good company to buy from anymore. I know. Because like you don't you want to say go to Walmart, but like. They don't pay their people enough money. Have you ever been to Walmart? Like, it's an, it's terrible. Yeah, and then you're like, well, <laughs> let's do Kroger, and they're like, oh, they also don't pay people any money. Nobody pays people. You're like, go to Publix. They're like, oh, they sponsor the worst human beings. And you're exactly. like, how about Target? Uh, they have a weird bathroom policy. I don't. Yeah. It's all Wait, the worst. What's wrong with their bathroom policy? I think they had like a weird trance thing. No, I think they just said use whatever bathroom you want to use. Oh, I thought they were like against it. Maybe I'm thinking other people were against Target. No, other people it. were against Target other because Target against said Target. just use whatever bathroom well, you. Good job, Target. You know, yeah, if you you're a woman, use the woman's bathroom. Right. If you're a man, use the man's bathroom, and we don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, I and then not to Target. And then people were like mad. Keith being one of those people. Who listen? If you're sending your kid into the restroom, <laughs> I was alone, mad at those other people. Right. If you're sending your kid in the restroom alone, don't do that. You're wrong. You sh- you should accompany your child. In public places. So right. also Target has this really awesome thing that I love, which is the family restroom. So if you're looking to take a poop or if you have a kid that needs to go to the bathroom, go in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's if like, you, I if have you're a family. Uncomfortable, if you're uncomfortable with being in a restroom with someone else, first of all, fucking grow up. Second of all, go to the fa- go to the family restroom and poop in peace like the rest of us do. My favorite are when I go to places that have the, uh, they're usually just like individual restrooms, but they've got. The uh, symbol that's like half the boy, half yeah. the girl. And I'm like, hell yeah. Every place. single whole restroom is unisex to yeah. me. <laughs> and I apologize for that to the rest of the world, but I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I mean, I think the rest of the world also agrees with you. Well, not according to the signs. Well, it's our weird puritanical values here in America that don't yeah. really mean anything. Women wear triangle dresses. Right. <laughs> right? They do, right? Yes. I I mean, if the men's is is locked, I'm going in the women's. It's the same thing. It's not like I'm in there with a bunch of women. It's one hole. Yeah, I don't like it either, but I haven't found out with anything else. It's one hole. Like for the toilet. It's different if it's a woman. Because they have two holes. Two holes. But usually it's the men's that has two holes with a urinal and a thing, which I appreciate because that means I'm less likely to be sitting in someone else's piss. But... What? Can I ask you a question? Why are you going poop in public places? Because uh, I only have sixty percent of my colon, and so I have a lot less of a runway than you do. So there, sometimes it, it hits, and I don't have the ability to. I don't know if like, I knew that you had forty percent of your colon missing. I think I said it on the podcast. <clears throat> well, maybe I wasn't paying but, attention. But um, but yeah, you know, I had forty percent of my colon removed when I Checked was like out. four or five. Um, so it's not like I like can't hold my bowels, but like. I poop more than y'all poop because um, you don't know how much we I have poop. less of a space for it. This conversation is awesome. You asked me a question, I gave you the fucking answer, you bitch. Yeah, I didn't mean it. Is there a reason for it, or they just? Oh uh, yeah, there was an infection, mm. and so they had to get a couple sides. Took out the appendix while they were in there, just for funsies. That'll teach it. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I yeah I had a few surgeries when I was really right. long, really. Young. And all your pinkies and uh, small toes were removed. Yeah, uh, we no, don't need those either. No, I have those and my eleventh finger as well. Did uh, they take the pillar and the stones? Nope. <laughs> Just the pillar. Both of those still there. <laughs> Just oh. the pillar, not the stones. Are you, took, gonna get, are you gonna get the stones taken? You think? I won't get them taken. I may get them tied, but it's not gonna be something that um or tied up or whatever they do. Snipped. Nope, that's nope. Um, they come on over and yeah, that, I tie in a bow tie. Like years down mm-hmm. there, um, like snipped or whatever. I, I just I can't. I'm not gonna do it at like 28. Like it just feels. I don't. That seems very final to me. And you can always get them reverse. That's what they say. Snip, snap, right? snip. Isn't there only a <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap, snip? snap. Do you have any idea the emotional toll three vasectomies have on a person? Um, anyways, so I believe that I probably will. I just uh, want to wait a little bit. Keep me updated. Okay. Interested to see how they... Yeah, sure. Put a, put <laughs> Two a new for white, one. Put a All new right. whiteboard you up. You get right hand, you get left hand. Shink. Shink. I'd be down. Interesting. That would be an experience we could share forever. Cheers to that. Um, Justin did your vasectomy. No, if we got them done together. Oh, we're not doing oh, yeah. together. No. Can we hold hands while God, it happens? God, no, you're not doing my vasectomy. <laughs> I don't want to be down under the hood. Uh, can we hold hands while we do it? Um, Sure, yeah. I would like someone to hold my hand. That soon going to hurt. <laughs> it can be me? Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Broke back, vasectomies, done. Then we Full have, circle. We have nowhere else to go. Dude, I'm gonna be very like I don't know if it's like a dog where like their their demeanor changes, but it seems like there's like no rules at that point. I know that there are rules, but it seems you like are there married. might not be any rules because there's no fucking consequences. That's honestly like I've thought about doing it, but then I'm like, you can just like splooge on you and splooge on you. There's no consequences. I like here. Be, I mean, there's, like, <laughs> there's still lots of diseases. Well, yeah. I want to remind true. you about all of the terrible. I'm diseases. not saying that I'm gonna like just fuck a bunch of people. I'm saying that like I might just like masturbate in public or something. A lot of people. <laughs> I mean, that's very just illegal. Knowing that no you one's can do gonna... that now. <laughs> but now I had the I had the very small chance that they like wipe it off their face and then accidentally touch their vagina and like okay you're pregnant and I have oh so you're just gonna come on women no no I'll spread it out. One, you can. It'll just, be like the super soaker thing we were talking about. I hate this. <laughs> super oh, <soap> <laughs> Lydia, please come back and keep us on track. Oh God, I definitely can't run for office now. No, um, if you ever do, then <laughs> Nick I w- says he's a family man, <laughs> but he also <laughs> paid for by Keith Winter. <laughs> he also said he's going to come on lots of people if he gets his tubes tied. Yeah, yeah. So. Speaking of tubes tied, <laughs> if no these cons- are the irresponsible decisions he makes, what more will he do in office? Dude, that motherfucker got in there after saying grab him by the pussy. So I think I'm, I think I'm you okay. You are okay. I think I should be You good. can pretty much do whatever you want. Paid yeah. for by Justin and Keith for president. Yeah, I'm not. Same I don't say that lightly. By the way, I'm sorry. Uh, that that was a no. It's fucked extremely up. fucked up. Yeah, that fucked that up, is maybe. even. I just can't believe that that happened. But I digress. Um. <laughs> So, Jorah got kicked out. Uh, we get the shot. I, I expected him to look back at the city. I was like, don't look back. Don't he look didn't. back. Cool guys don't look back at explosions. Uh, cool, cool guys just keep going. Jorah, however, is not a cool guy. He was there. Not a fan of Jorah. You like Jorah, though, don't you? I'm okay with them. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens to Jorah now? So, he's been banished. Where's his story taking him? Again, by the way. Yeah. Doesn't he say something about... He was in Bravos, or he went to Bravos, or something about Bravos. 
Um, I don't remember. No, you're. Who's talked about being Baelish? Baelish. They said you have foreign blood, and Baelish was like, "Yeah, I have a great grandfather from uh, Bravos." Yeah. I mean, I'm imagining he gives Bravos because it's the closest thing that I know of to Marine. Mm, okay. Yeah. You think he tries to make good on the pardon and make his way back to Westeros? Think about all the information he has on her now. I know. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he would turn though. Hmm. Because I still think he loves her. Do you think George is the kind of guy who would like self-banish himself to the wall? Yes. Mm. He kind of seems like that, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Especially seeing as how his father was the commander. Right. Comes full circle, right? Yeah. Sorry for answering that for you, No, Keith. you're good. I was, was going to say no, but I don't have any reasons for it. He's just kind of the guy who's like, I deserve this. Well, at this me. point, you've gotten kicked out of Westeros. You've gotten kicked out of, you know, non-Westeros. I mean, like, what else do you do? I mean, you were just kicked out of Marine. I think technically you could loophole yourself into Yunkai or... You could, but, like, what's there place? for you? You know, like, what are you going to do? Fight for uh, sellswords? Like, I mean... Yeah. I will not? say... Yeah. Well, Dario, you could go, go have a showdown with Dario. Go, have, go add some kind of honor to your, your thing. Yeah. The, you know... Speaking of cell swords, I am a little annoyed, and I get it, but that, like, what's his dude from Second Sons? Dario. Yeah. Was like, yeah, I know you murdered people, and you were against me, but now you're not. But, like... Yeah, but yeah. He, was, he was up front with it. That's the thing. Like, it wasn't that... But, like, he makes the point, or, like, Jory makes the point, and she agrees with it. Like, why would you trust him? And she's like, well, I don't trust him. Right. It's like, well, you let him sneak into your window and sleep with you. Mm. That's yeah. A woman's got needs, right? But that seems like a lot of trust. Was she gonna let Jorah fuck he her? He did say he was really good at it. So, and we never learned if he was. Well, she seemed pretty happy the she next day. She was happy. in a good mood, remember? and she was in a really nice dress. People don't wear really nice dresses if they had bad sex. Oh, I guess it's not how it works. You would know. Is that why? Yeah, I don't know what he's saying. Here. I don't know what nice. I'm saying either. <laughs> Just like lying, you gotta let one. the other person. Sure, it's terrible sex, but you. she wears nice dresses too. I don't. Know. I mean, like it's not terrible sex as it hurts because I we've already talked about stand the stand. Oh, go ahead. We're gonna talk about my my Stannis moves. Yeah, I it's got to be horrible. And the bone, I, bone yeah, garden. I feel for. Hmm? In the bone garden. Hell yeah, in bone gardens. Garden so bones. Back on track. Never. So you don't know what's gonna. You think George's gonna go to Bravos? Yeah, I think that's the closest thing. Okay, to where he is. Uh, cool. I'd be interested to see what happens. Hey, me too. Um, I'm trying to find. <laughs> keep watching the show. I think where uh, we so are. from there we go back across the narrow sea to Westeros, uh, back outside of Mo Caitlin. God damn it, Caitlin, sir. <laughs> it's Mo Caitlin. I know. <laughs> Not Mo Caitlin. I know it's hard. Okay, so. Back at Mo Caitlin. Caitlin. And uh Ruse Bolton and Ramsey are there and they've met up and I Ramsey thought, I thought Ruse was a woman when the shot first happened, like the really wide shot. Because of his cloak like flowing, it looked like just someone standing there in a dress. All right. And then they got close and I was like, Oh nope, that's Ruse. Could be though. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's uh Ruse's you know, transition. Who sure. Knows? Probably not, but We'll see. You're accepting, um, and I like that. No spoilers here. Uh, mm. That's a spoiler. This jar right here says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, been a while, though. It has. We're, we're getting good at this. Been a while. Um, so, basically, Ramsey says, hey, the moat's yours. We took it back. He's like, awesome. Walk with me. 
And he says, look that way. Now look that way. Now look that way. And he says, okay, I see moors, fields, hills, whatever. They like, no, this is the north. Lauren you was like, go. everything the light touches is yours. Right, exactly. And then Ruse was like, it's all mine. <laughs> yeah, differences between Mufasa and Ruse Bolton. Right, slightly different fathers. <laughs> yeah, um, and so, but but in a Mufasa fashion, Ruse makes Ramsey a, a legitimate Bolton. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm into it. Yeah. You were made a legitimate. How'd that go for you? Um, not great. We'll see how it goes for Ramsey. <laughs> Wasn't phenomenal. Fingers crossed. Better for Ramsey. The difference was Ruse doesn't, that we know of, have any other options. That's true. Whereas Scott did. Two of them, in fact. It turned out good. So far. And I turned out like this. <laughs> so, so great. Nah. For the black sheep. Try bro. again. Yeah. <laughs> Try again. I feel you. Awesome. <laughs> nope. Keep Del- going. Delightful. No. Nope. Sexy. Nope. Further away. Justin. Yes. Got it. Uh, so, Nailed it in one. So after the natural born... Oh, did you have anything else? Nope. <laughs> oh, after the naturalization of uh, Ramsey, uh, we go to Sansa Littlefinger. And this is basically just a recap of what happened. Like, I know you're saying both of them, but I don't like that name. Sansa Littlefinger. Sansa Littlefinger. Sansa Littlefinger. She took his last name. Yuck. Um, so basically, she's like, the the whole point of this was like, I I had no choice. Like, I had to. Like, what you know, if they would have killed you, what would they have done to me? He's like, not killed you. I don't think. Yeah. But it's the devil you know, and or the devil you don't. Exactly. Which is what Um, he said. So, I don't love. I don't love Littlefinger. But I'm I'm interested to see like where this goes because Sansa's kind of at a crossroads where she's had a lot of bad shit happen. Mm-hmm. She doesn't she she's either gonna get chummy with Littlefinger, yuck, or she's gonna make a name for herself. And I don't know what that would be, but she's kind of at this crossroads where she's deciding, and it seems like she's leaning towards like. Buddying up a little finger. It is great that she's finally learning the game, though. Oh yeah, you know, someone who has a lot of power. Yeah, or, or like has the name to have a lot of power. She doesn't have a lot right this second, but like, yeah, she has the ability to, and she's learning how to play the game from someone who's a very good game player. Yeah, um, one of the best. One of the best. So, I am excited to see that, and obviously, a little bit later, we see her change it all. You know, and hair. Firefit of the week. I was gonna say the black dress. It she better looked, be. She it looked, better be. She looked great. I like dark hair. Yeah, as we've established on this show. Right. Um, and I like her red hair, but the dark and the dress and the she looks great. I think that's probably what did it for uh, Joe Jonas. He was like, he like saw that scene. He was oh like, yeah. Hey, anybody got Sophie Turner's number? Hey, somebody call Sophie Turner. Tell her Jonas Brothers call. Have her people call my people. Um, 100%. Yeah, you're, you're 100% correct. Um, so She's married to Joe Jonaski. I figured that one okay. out. Thank you, though. Yeah. In between... He was one of the brothers. Oh. In between that scene... Yeah, sorry. The, in, in between these two scenes, we get a quick scene with uh, the Hound and Arya. Essentially, they're, Just a they're great scene. finally arriving at the Eerie... Um, only to learn that Liza died three days ago, and Arya just responds. Arya just laughs. So great. Um, yeah, man. I mean, 
What's next for them? Uh, I don't know. I hope they stay. Um, I think the hound's not going to do super great with that bite on his neck. Something's going to come out of that. I hope he doesn't die. Like an animal or a creature? Yep. Something's going to pop right on out of there. <laughs> Maybe a dragon. That would be cool. Do you think it gets him? Um, yes. I'm going to say it doesn't It doesn't kill him, but it slows him down enough and that someone else kills him. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. And maybe it's Arya. Probably not, but he's on her list. Her I list. wish they would have asked some qualifying questions at the bloody gate. Like, hey, who's Who in you? charge now? Yeah. Yeah, they they do they didn't. They yeah. were just like fuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, is there somebody else that knows? Guess we'll march off to nowhere. Is there anybody else that'll pay for her here? Right. <laughs> like her sister, maybe? Would anyone know. else like this little bitch? <laughs> Please. Get her the fuck out of here. Um, no, I, but I think, I actually think the Hound is very protective of Arya now. Obviously, we've seen that. Right. And so he probably wouldn't have allowed. He knows if they would have said, oh, it's Lord Peter Baelish uh, and Robin Aaron, like, he knows Baelish well enough from his time in King's Landing that oh, there's no, no chance he would have allowed that to happen. No way. So I don't know mean, where he goes, though. I mean, obviously, you do. But <laughs> right. you want me, Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, that'd be great. <clears throat> he goes well, actually, it's to, funny you ask. He goes to mm-hmm. Northumbria. Right. And settles there mm-hmm. and becomes king. Great. And gathers an army of Englishmen. Perfect. And raids Westeros, and that's how we get modern day England. Great, it's pretty cool. Fan fiction. Um, Got another one. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean, there, their story's wide open, right? Like, like, there's not really a clear next step. Like with Jorah, there are some things that make sense. Mm-hmm. With the Hound and Arya, it's really hard to think and imagine a scenario. There's no way he can go back to King's Landing. Yeah, he can't go back south. He can't go to the north because, for all he knows, the Starks still hold some power, and like that, you know, he'd be fucked in that scenario. He's really at a weird position. I think that he expected this to kind of be the end of his journey anyway, right? And now it's just like anything goes, anything you want to do, bud. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it just depends on if. Arya chooses or not. Because I feel like if if they leave and he's like, well, what do we do? Arya's like, well, let's go to Bravos. Oh, interesting. And okay. like, that's what they do. To Bravos? Why? Mm-hmm. Well, because that's where Jockin told her to go, right? I think Arya uh, would say John. Yeah, that's what I... Uh, yeah, that'd be good too. That's the only other person that, where they know right. for sure where... But they like, don't know that Sansa got out of King's Landing. Yeah, no. but like, the Hound's not going to do that. Go to the Wall? I mean... He's he's protective of Arya, but he's not going to go to the wall for like the money side of things because like, yeah. But I think he's getting to the point you're where not I mean, pay me. right? I mean, I, I the further we get into this, the more if I'm pushing in this direction, you probably know that like I'm not I'm not going to keep pushing it because I I don't want you to know what he does. But if you were if you were to ask Arya, Arya would potentially say John too right. uh, over. I mean, possibly Bravos. Who knows? Um, but I think that if you're to ask her, that that's a person she would say. Well, because from what we saw in their brief time together, they had a really good relationship, right? John and that's and what I mean. That's why, yeah, yeah. Because John gave her the no, yeah. yeah John, gave, John her gave her the sword, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, their story is really interesting because 
there's a lot of options on the table, but none of them. But really, there's also like no options. None right. of them check out fully. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one, obviously, as we move along. Um, then we have the quick scene with Peter and Robin, and Robin's like scared, like a little like, I'm bitch. Not supposed to leave? What are you talking about? And then uh, Sansa comes down the stairs, looking just phenomenal in that fire fit. Um, yeah, if, you, if you've seen this is another one of those that if you've seen the show or you're watching along with us, you know this look because it's such a transit like such a transition right. for Sansa that it holds a lot of weight because like, we just saw the look. mental you know the switch flip right. now we see the physical like she she t- like you said changed everything right the way she dresses her hair all of it like she that dresses. Right. Dope. Well, too. oh like, yeah, it's so cool. I didn't think about this until when I was watching the show, but just now, are they going to a funeral? Is that why she's wearing all black? No, or is it because she's just cool badass? No, I think it's a cool badass thing. Okay, yeah, I think. I don't think you have funerals for people who fell thousands of feet. I think they just explode. Well, I mean, yeah, they explode, but you just still have a ceremony. Yeah, closed casket, you can have baby. Something. <laughs> um, I want open casket, by the way. Even if you follow, we already told you last last week we're gonna weaken at Bernie's you for a while. Yeah, that's cool. Even if my head's exploded. Yeah, especially if yeah. (laughs) Will you put the helmet on me? Yes. Um. Cool. Thanks, Keith. You know, if Oberon was wearing that, he'd have been fine. fine. We probably would have been okay. (laughs) Yeah, with his Beskar armor. Um. So then we go to what is one of the most talked about scenes in Game of Thrones uh, history, and it's the Beatles scene. Oh, my God. The Beatles scene. Between Jamie and Tyrion. So, <laughs> yeah. So they get into this whole conversation about Cousin Oren, and he was smashing these Beatles. I want to get your take on what the fuck you think was happening here. Because I, Nick and I talked today. Nick and I have talked for a couple years now about what the fuck is this conversation about? And last night I texted him while I was watching the episode, a, a switch flipped in my brain. And I think that I've nailed what this episode, this, uh, this scene is about, but I would like to hear your take before we taint it with, uh, <laughs> with, with our taints. information, with our taints. Um, I don't know. It seemed to me like it was just like a bonding scene. Between okay. them, like they were just remembering the crazy old thing that happened, but it was also it also felt a little bit like a like Tyrion discovering the type of person he wants to be. In that, like he sees a mystery and he's like, "Well, I got to solve this." Like there there can't be just no reason for all this weird beetle murdering. And Jamie's like, "Well, no, it was just a crazy person killing beetles." Yeah, and he's like, "No, no, there has to be a reason for." everything so i'm gonna study i'm gonna look into it it's gonna consume my life interesting now there's nothing do you have anything you want to add before i i don't because i really want you to get to share it um because i've watched this show eight nine ten times and i have watched this scene that many times and i just had no idea why the scene's in there it's one of those that like it has to be in there for a reason there's no, like, the whole bonding thing, if that's all, which obviously you went further in, so I'm not, like, just shitting on it. If that's all, like, we've already had that happen right. while Tyrion is in, you know. Uh, and this is such a specific thing to utilize for that purpose. And that's all they talk about. I know. That's all they talk about in this scene. So 
I would like you get to get. I would like you to explain because okay, did, I think it's great. Similar to Nick, except that I've watched it less, but still, this this is my fourth. I've seen it now four times, right? And I'll spoil this. I don't care. This scene is never. They never fully explain what the fuck this is about. Mm-hmm. That's why it's been so talked about in like online Game of Thrones stuff because everyone's like, "What is this?" I don't know what it was. But last night watching it, something clicked in my brain. And in my opinion, the whole purpose of this scene is to help Tyrion and Jamie understand that there's nothing to understand about what Tywin is doing. So we've gotten little glimpses and pieces between conversation with uh, Jamie and Tywin, with Tyrion and Cersei, with Tyrion and Jamie. Um, and kind of this whole, like we've, we've gotten a lot of this over the last couple of seasons where specifically the last few episodes specifically where Tyrion was arrested, mm-hmm. um, where they're talking about, and, and you really see it from Tyrion's perspective. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, why does our father hate me so much? It doesn't make sense. Nothing about what's happening in our family right now makes sense to me. Nothing about the way that I'm being treated makes sense. There's no, there's no like logical explanation for why Tywin is, is, is essentially rigged this whole thing to get rid of Tyrion. He just cannot comprehend what it's about. We've seen Jamie struggle with that when in his conversation with Tywin, uh, at the little lunch thing in between the uh, trial, right. where he was like, I, "What? You you seem to have already made up your mind." Tywin's like, "Nope, the gods are gonna, you know, like there's just so much uncertainty in their minds." Tyrion just cannot fathom what he has done to deserve this treatment, and I think that the parallel with this scene is that no matter how deep into this scenario and situation with Orin, he dug, or Orson, Orin? I think it's Orson. I wasn't going to correct you. Um, With Orson that he dug, he was never able to find a logical reason for the Beatle stuff. Mm. Never could understand about his affliction. Never could understand the mass murder of these Beatles. It was just unexplainable. It was just happening, and there was no logical reason why that that was taking place. And I think that you kind of see it click because towards the end of this conversation, Tyrion and Jamie are just staring at each other. And there's this, this like moment of realization that comes across both of their faces. It's totally unspoken, obviously, but it just kind of was like, it was, it was like they both looked at each other and understood like there's nothing, there is nothing to this. It doesn't make sense. It really sucks that this is happening, but there's just no, there's no reason for that. The music kind of like picks up in the background. Um, it's kind of this ominous, like, you know, foretelling type of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the scene kind of fades off of or cuts off of Tyrion's face to him being brought into the the arena for the the trial by combat. So I think after thinking about it, after talking with Nick, um, I think that that's why they have this scene in there. And and I just because there's no other real explanation sort of like the the conversation, there's no explanation 
But it's the only thing that I could think of in my brain that made sense as to why this exists. Yeah, I like that. It's just it's just to explain that there is no reason for this. It's just it's I can't think of the word. It's inexplainable. It's mm-hmm. like this shouldn't be happening, but it is. I don't know. You yeah. know. I think you could probably also expand that to just like all the weird stuff that has been happening. Yeah. In the show, like it doesn't make sense that these people died or they killed this person off or whatever, but they did and deal with it. Yeah. And I think that it was just that it, I, I do think that it was a bonding moment for them, but not, not just not only a bonding, not moment. only a bonding moment, yeah. a, mo- a moment because they bonded over the realization that because both of them have voiced confusion in the last few episodes about what's going on. And I wish that at some point that they had dropped even a, a, a a direct hint about it but they just they left it very open but that's the only thing that i've been able to over the last few years of like being in a game of thrones is the only thing that i could think of that made any kind of sense Mm. was that it doesn't make sense yep so do you have anything to add nick um i was i thought that when we i read slash listened to the books that i would have more uh more clarity on this story in the books. But what I was checking right there was I was, I don't, I don't think it exists in the books. And so like, again, you know, I don't, it's not a spoiler, but like this is never explained down the line. It's never returned to. It's only ever, the only time that this guy is ever uh, mentioned is right in this story. And it's, it's never tidied up. So it's It's, something that D and D decided to put in there simply for dramatic effect and like for for no apparent reason like like moving along with the plot and doesn't exist in the books there's not a character in the books named Orson Lannister um they took some liberty but as we find out here in just a minute like Tyrion's time is like his is short days are numbered right. right like and we didn't know that going into this but it almost feels like a little bit of closure for Jamie and Tyrion like we they didn't know in this moment how the battle was going to turn out. We didn't know how the battle was going to turn out, but they had this moment where, I mean, they see each other obviously at the trial by mm-hmm. combat. But like, once we see the conclusion of that and that that ended not in Tyrion's favor, and now he's been sentenced to death, like it kind of feels like that was their kind of like their moment of of final like conclusion together as brothers, like. We're gonna we're gonna let them have this moment, um, and the show definitely took liberties there because yeah, it wasn't it didn't exist in the books, but right. So, anyways, it is it, and it was a great when you were explaining that to me earlier today. I was like, yeah, I think you're, I think you're spot on, um, and even it's not even just Tyrion. I mean, it is mainly Tyrion, but like Tywin does that with like, why the fuck is he such a dick to all of his kids? Why is he a dick to everybody? Why does he just kill people for no fucking reason? He'll say family legacy, but like there's lots of people who built a family legacy without murdering lots of people around them. Um, but the Tyrion thing, especially like it just doesn't make any sense. And and you're right. Jamie asked him like, why do you hate him so much? And, and he, he said he killed his king. He killed his king. And Jamie said, so did I. And like, so what the, that's not true. So you're right. I mean, it's, it's a really good, insightful, uh, it, um, explanation i don't think there's a better one out there um so 
Good for you. You did it. Thanks, pal. D&D, call in and let us know if Justin is right. Yeah, please, for love of God. Because that scene, we, we've, we watched the show together twice. And that's the beauty of the scene. You become Orson. You, you become, become Tyrion. Like you can yeah. become obsessed. Like why is this scene there? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. We the two time the the two times that you and I watched it previously together, we talked about that scene after the episode ended for stupid amounts of time trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, in an episode where there's a lot of large scenes, um, it felt like this doesn't fit. But then it does. Like it really. This explanation in my brain makes this scene make sense and it makes it like more powerful too yeah than just someone telling a story about a you uh, know brain damaged kid yeah who also apparently got kicked, kicked in it by a horse <laughs> yeah. r.i.p all the way up until he got, got kicked in the chest by that horse yeah um, yeah so, so good job because i just think the obsessiveness of Tyrion trying to figure out his situation and what was going on and that parallel with the the obsessiveness to figure out why is this happening? Why is Tywin doing this? There's just no reason. So anyway, then we get to the final scene of the episode, which is the mountain versus the Viper. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, Alaria and Oberyn have their moment. Tyrion's funny. He's like, will you at least wear some armor? Like, come on, at least a helmet. Like, right. just quit drinking. Like, can you please take this seriously? Should have worn a helmet. And Oberyn's like, bro, well, I've seen a lot of memes. So you've probably seen these too. Mm. Um, so uh, Pedro Pascal, who plays Oberyn, also is the Mandalorian. Right. And um, th- there was a meme when the Mandalorian first, like, came out that showed Oberyn's like smashed head, but then showed a scene below it with him on, with the Mandalorian helmet. One of the scenes where he says, I never take it off. Uh, and they're like, he must've learned his lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought, I thought that was funny. pretty funny. Um, so yeah, so really cool fight scene. Um, they get into, you know, obviously Ilaria before that mentions like, this is the, you're going to like, that's it's who funny you're fighting. Is so like, so, uh, you know, confident with him and all this kind of shit. And he's confident too, obviously, but like the mountain steps out and she's like, you're fighting that it's, and he's gigantic. We went through his measurables, he's uh, huge, right? you know, last week he's massive. Um, yeah. And I just, Oh God, I love Oberyn so much. I love Oberyn too. When he starts the fight, it's, it's, Hey, did they tell you who I am? Anybody tell you who I am? And, and uh, even before that, and I hate, and you cannot believe me. That's fine. But like when he came out and was flipping the spear, I was like, oh, "It's gonna die." <laughs> Dang it! But did you you had did you have any like hope when he shoves his spear in? No, no. Wow. See, I think he, he I, was dragging it out too long. I was like, "You're not killing him. This is gonna go badly for you." And then he grabbed him. I was like, "See, <laughs> stupid." So watching it this time, I realized that Game of Thrones. I've noticed through watching and analyzing, like we're doing. Game of Thrones really leads. Like when I was watching it just for fun, I missed a lot of like very obvious shit. Yeah. In this, there was a very obvious scene where they gave away what was going to happen. A shot where the mountains on the ground and Oberyn's. <laughs> yeah. They show doing his pacing. Yeah. They show his feet. Right. And they specifically show that he's giving a pretty wide berth to the mountain and it was that I obviously knew what was coming, but it was that shot where I was like, "They fucking told me right here with this shot yeah. 
what they're about to do. Because I remember watching it the first time thinking, okay, seems like he he did this. I thought what was going to happen, because obviously it wasn't over. He was dragging it on. I thought it was going to turn into a a something with Tywin. Like I thought it was going to pop off and he was going to take it too far with Tywin. Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously he was, he was when the mountain was on the ground, he was like, who gave you the order? Who, you know, and then he's like calling out Tywin. And I was like, Oh, this is about to go really badly for somebody. I thought he was going to throw that spear. I did too. I wanted him to. Yeah. And then he, can't uh, do that. he, he gets didn't. grabbed. I didn't think he was going to get grabbed. I couldn't, I was looking for the sword on the ground. Each time they pulled back out, because I was like, "He's not." I knew he wasn't dead. Yeah, or even close to it. Uh, he was definitely. I mean, he dies after, after like. Does he? Yeah. He like he <laughs> squeezes it and then he falls over and like dies. I didn't think he died. Well, okay. It wasn't abundantly clear that he died. That okay. might be a five dollar one. <laughs> they didn't show him die. They showed him from exhaustion fighting a battle, lay over in relief that this shit's finally over. Oh, uh, I thought it was clear. Okay. Well, so the only reason for me that I didn't think it was clear was one, I think, because I'm looking for Game of Thrones to trip me up. Yeah. But like when he stabbed him like that, in my head, I was thinking, like, well, he's wearing armor. It probably hurt him, but I don't think it killed him. I'm not talking about the first stab. I'm talking about like the jump, stab, straight down. And then he's like, oh, no, you're dying. You can't die yet. Like, don't, you know, you got to confess first. And mm. and I, whenever I watched it the first time, I thought, okay, uh, who died first, basically? Like, obviously, Oberyn, you know, dies with the head pimple pop. And then, and then, you know, the mountain, like, dies from overexertion from already having the wounds and like mm-hmm. bleeding out or whatever and falls over, you know, on his back, spread eagle. Yeah, and I thought it was just him like falling over because he just popped over and said it was just like, ha, I did it. Yeah. But I got to they, they definitely left it uh Okay. Ambiguous. Well, we jinxed it. <laughs> that's what happens when you talk about it. Yeah. That's not to the next episode. But all that to say, Oberyn did get his head smashed. Yeah. That's kill the week. Um, unfortunately, I hate that Oberyn was the victim in kill the week, but popping ahead. I wish I was allowed to argue this. I just don't feel like this is a spoiler. They didn't show. We'll watch it. We can watch it back as soon as this is over. They didn't show him dead. They didn't show any kind of confirmation that he's not just laying on the ground because he's exhausted from fighting a battle and smashing yeah. a man's head. And I hate little ones like this for you, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We can argue off air, but it is what it is. Fair enough. So, I just, I love this so much because I love that, like, Oberyn never breaks character as he's, as he's you know, in this fight scene. Even when mm-hmm. he's getting thrown around. He gets thrown around a couple times. Yeah. And he never, killed my father prepared to die. Right. It's very it's very Inigo Montoya. Like it's it never breaks character. It's uh it's you raped her, you murdered her, you killed her children nonstop. Yeah. And then there's the extremely powerfully like uh delivered who gave who gave you the order, and then just another scream of who gave the order? And it's just so good. And I the, want another season of Oprah. <laughs> I know. And there's so there's so many reasons why. One, he's just a good character. Yeah. But two, he left he had so much 
that he wanted to accomplish. And the mountain was the mountain was a small piece of that. Like he wanted the mountain to die because the mountain was the one who physically did what he did. But he he had way more ambition than just the mountain dying. He wanted everybody involved, all the way up to Tywin and anyone else who had a part of it. And we don't we won't get that from him because he's he we we saw his head smash. Like right. there's no question, Oberyn is done, and. That so between the like future storyline that he was kind of playing out, and also the poison never came into play. Like, not once. <laughs> the trial was a perfect opportunity when they were talking about the poisons, and all he did was silence Maester Pycelle. And in the battle, like we never got to see this. Like, right. They, they, it was so specific that they like added it in, and then yeah. we never fucking got it. Even I was hoping like when that like squire or whatever was like polishing his blade i was like just show them drop something on the blade like give or like have a vial of something on the ground somewhere some kind of like give me something he like maybe tosses Tyrion. i don't know any but they never have like mentioned it again brought it up again like it's there was so much to oberon's character he was interesting he was fun he was funny he was intelligent he was uh, accomplished and he was gone in one season. Like, it yeah. just sucks. But not even a full season. No. no. Eight episodes. No, eight episodes. It was a good run. I wish it was longer. Um, Title of your sex tape? Yeah. <laughs> good one. Thanks. That was good. So, been, yeah. Been watching a lot of porn. I, I thought you were going to say porn. Yeah. What? I thought you were going to say porn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, I've started rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's great. It's so fun. It's so funny. I I mean, two things, man. If you're Ned, leave King's Landing. If you're Oberyn, just let him die. Yep. Stab him in the head. Stab him in the hand. Yeah, slit his like, throat. If you want to torture him, like stab him. A you few could have just times. let you already stabbed him in the fucking heart. You could just let him die. Yeah, or you could have gone and addressed Tywin while this motherfucker yeah. dies behind you. You just walk away. You win. Right. How do you feel if you're Tyrion though? Um. Really? Like really? after you, watching Oberyn's head so get exploded, or the whole this whole so moment? Close. Yeah. Like you saw it in his face. He was like, "Yeah, get him!" <laughs> like, well, you see, you know, the mountain comes out, and he's big. Obviously, Tyrion's met him before, whatever. But this is like putting it into perspective. Like Oberyn's not a big dude. The mountain is a big dude. So you've got that moment. Then he starts doing his flippy shit, and you're like, "Okay, all right." Then he gets tossed around the yep. the arena a little bit, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And then he prevails, and you know, hits him with the the jab, and then the jump stab, and the leg slice. Like, and you're like, "Okay." And then he falls on the ground. He's dying. Oberyn's got his monologue happening, and you're like, "Yes!" Like, "Fuck yeah!" And then he pulls him down and gets on top, and like all the emotion that Tyrion had to feel throughout this is just like. Oh my god, only to be left with dang, you're sentenced to death. <clears throat> like, God, so close. So maybe, anyway. Maybe next episode Tyrion runs out and stabs the mountain, kills him, and he's like, ha, I win. That seems feasible. Isn't he in chains still? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's apparently enough spears over there. Maybe you could Yeah, tell right. Him. I I didn't think you were allowed to do that, but well, in the uh, yeah, when he threw him the other spear, I was like, "That seems like cheating." Don't just stand there. Throw me a spear. Well, in the uh, I'm watching Vikings yeah. as I've mentioned many times. 
Um, when Ragnar and the first guy, the first Jarl, yeah. uh, have their, they have two shields mm-hmm. that, and they both discard the first one, like as a show of we've got one, we're both agreeing to this. They both toss the first shield aside and then grab the second one. Um, and but they have unlimited weapons that they can use, and they even mention that in the rules in the beginning. You can use two shields, but any weapon you want, you know, you can swap them out, whatever. So I think that that was like a a thing because those weapons aren't like sturdy and durable. And I think they no one wants to have any excuse as to like the outcome. Right. They want it to be, but that's the only way you can beat the spear. You know, like you can't get inside of the spear. Like he, so the mountain has to keep his distance away because he could the, have spear the spear can get you anywhere. That's true. He could have. But like the only thing you have with the sword is to be able to break the spear and then kill the person. So it just seems a little unfair that, okay, but you have unlimited spears. I mean, I get what you're saying. I I, I think that too about the, the, I think back to the Vikings thing as well. Um, and it makes for a better show, but well, yeah, yeah, but it seems like I when it, whenever the spear breaks, I'm like, oh shit, he's fucked. And then like he walks away and boop, <laughs> okay, yeah, here we go. Yeah, the, um, the spinny stuff at the start of the fight just made me think of uh, Indiana Jones, <laughs> the sword guy that just gets shot. I was yeah. like, that's all right, here we go. Right, <laughs> sorry, Oberon, <laughs> I like you. So um, so Tywin stands up, so says the gods have spoken. Um. You know, Tyrion Tyri Lannister, you're sentenced to death. We are only in episode eight. This was episode eight. Two episodes left. We have two episodes left, 20% of the season. What else happens? Um, I'm going to guess that the Mantis Horde hits at least um, by 10. Probably not next one, but maybe. Okay. Um. And I hope that as they're fighting, the army of the dead shows up behind. Mm. Interesting. And then everyone fights the army of the dead together. Ooh. Yeah. Um, That's I'm, cool. I, this isn't a prediction, and this is just a thing that anyone would say. I'm interested to see where the Hound and Arya go from here. I don't feel like they would stay unless Sansa hears that Arya's out there. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I want to see her become a, what was it, faceless one or whatever? Mm-hmm, faceless man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to actually kill Tyrion, but it's Game of Thrones, so get him out of here. You haven't been watching long enough. I know. <laughs> they killed the fucking king. They've killed three three kings? Depends on what you consider a king. Well, Joffrey, everyone wanted to die. They've so. killed Robert, Joffrey, and Rob. And Renly. And Renly. Yeah. So. Kings aren't, uh, they're dropping like flies. Yep. Not doing so hot. He's not a king, though, so. No, but I'm just saying, like. Right, if they kill the king, who won't they kill? What bigger character can you kill than the king? I mean, he's the pretty much biggest character that we've got right now. They killed Ned, main character of season one. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks. (laughs) Sorry, bud. (laughs) I'll throw it in anytime I can. They they killed Rob. Main it's been, it's, been, three. it's been a while since we got a main character a killed. Um, yeah, yeah. Because Oberyn, what Oberyn's a support character. He's yeah. a cool character, but he's not a main. Like we didn't follow him enough to be a main character. No, yeah. we've lost main characters. Yeah, pretty frequently. Like 
one or two a season for a while now. Mm-hmm. It's not done. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Okay. Cool. Those are fun. There's a lot of storylines. Obviously, there's tons going on at one time. Yeah. You don't know which ones are going to get wrapped up, which ones aren't. Like, which ones were wrapped up in this episode? Because there's so many of them. Sometimes they wrap them up earlier in the season, and then they focus on the other ones later on. So. Yeah. And then I don't even know what remotely what they're going to do with Danny. Yeah. Because, like, she seems pretty entrenched. In she does seem entrenched. Um, she's down her, you know, second son's most trusted or... advisor. Yeah, she sent the second sons away. Um, and her other two advisors are got a blossoming romance, right? So they're distracted. And the other one's like ancient. Then old man Barrison, right? So we're gonna have to start replacing some advisors for Danny, right? <laughs> Soon. So, uh, so yeah, cool. Still have episode nine. Episode nine is when all the cool shit happens or whatever, like all the way through. And this is such a great fight scene. And um, it's an, it's unfortunate, but uh, the way that it ends. But it's a good it's a good scene. And it didn't even happen in episode nine. Yep. So we've got we've got more to come. So who knows what's happening next episode? Absolutely. Um, thanks for tuning in for another episode. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, we'd love that. It's at Dragons Dreadforts like to support us on patreon um it is also patreon.com slash dragons dreadforts uh and i think that's all we have anybody else got anything okay we'll have a number eventually and we'll let you know bye She noticed me noticing her, noticing me noticing her, noticing me? Yes. Okay. I got it now.